everybody. This is Bob Wolf. Welcome you to the second game of the 1958 World Series with the Gillette Safety Razor Company. Here in Milwaukee's County Stadium, the New York Yankees and Milwaukee Braves have finished batting practice. And in a few minutes, umpire Charlie Berry will call play ball. To thank you for using its products, Gillette presents this and other feature sports attractions the year round, including the World's Invitational Match Game Bowling Championships, the Blue-Gray Football Game, the Rose Bowl Game, the Kentucky Derby, the All-Star Baseball Game, and the top fight of the week every Friday night. The weather is sunny, bright, warm, and pleasant, just right for baseball. Temperature right now is about 60 degrees, and it should be going up into the mid-60s by the time this ball game is underway. Another capacity crowd is on hand. For the second game of this 1958 World Series, the defending world champion Milwaukee Braves against the American League pennant-winning New York Yankees. This second game shapes up with as many dramatic possibilities as yesterday's opener, won by the Braves in a 10th inning single by Bill Bruton. The same Bill Bruton, who last year at this time was lying in a hospital, watching his teammates win the series without him, because he was undergoing surgery to correct the knee injury. Bruton came off the bench to pinch it in the ninth inning yesterday, stayed in the game, and in the 10th, delivered the hit, which made a 4-3 winner of the great Milwaukee Southpaw Warren Spahn. To try to make it two in a row for the Braves today, manager Fred Haney has nominated the famed Yankee killer of the 57 World Series, Lou Burdett. Hoping to end Burdett's mastery of New York and even the series, Yankee manager Casey Stingle has put the finger on his ace right-hander, Bullet Bob Turley. The two pitching rivals both enjoyed their greatest seasons in 1958. Burdett, crashing the charm circle of 20-game winners for the first time, won exactly 20, lost but 10. After a slow start, he rallied in July, won 11 out of 13 decisions in one hot streak, and comes into the series on the crest of a torrid pitching pace set in September. Turley also had his best season, topping 20 victories for the first time, winning 21 games and losing only seven. Turley completed 19 games in which he was the starter. He won as many games this season as any Yankee pitcher of the last 24 years. Turley, like Burdett, also pitched fine ball in the 57 World Series. He was a 3-2 victor over the Braves in the sixth game, and it was his victory which sent the series into the seventh game, won by Burdett and the Braves. There's an ironic twist to the Burdett story. The amazing West Virginian was traded away to the Braves by New York in 1951. He came back to haunt the New Yorkers in 1957. Burdett it was who, after the Yankees won the first game of the series, pitched the second game, and even the score for Milwaukee, beating Bobby Schatz in a seven-hitter 4-2. Later, it was Burdett who pitched the Braves into a series lead of three games to two as he defeated Whitey Ford 1-0 on another seven-hitter. And finally, when Spawn was felled by the flu, Burdett pitched with two days' rest, and in the seventh game, won another shutout, 5 to nothing over Don Larson on his third seven-hitter of the series. The performance of Burdett was astonishing. His feat of winning three games in a World Series was the first of its kind in 37 years. His accomplishment of two shutouts in one World Series was the first of its kind in 52 years. Counting a string of shutout innings in his first game of the series, Burdett has strung together a chain of 24 straight scoreless innings against the famed Bronx Bombers. 
the drama of Burdett's performance continues into this series. Lou goes into this game with a fair shot at one of the proudest pitching records of World Series history. With 24 straight scoreless innings behind him, Lou was within five and two-third innings of equaling the record of 29 and two-third straight shutout innings recorded in the series of 1916 and 1918. The holder of this record is Babe Ruth. The 1958 World Series is being brought to you from County Stadium in Milwaukee. Now for a look at the Milwaukee lineup. Bill Bruton leads off. He's in center field. Batting second at second base, Red Shane Deans. The number three batter at third base is Ed Matthews. Batting fourth, playing right field, it's Hank Aaron. The number five hitter is Wes Covington in left field. Frank Torrey is at first base. He's batting in the number six position. Del Crandall is batting the seventh and doing the catching. Johnny Logan is at shortstop. He's batting eighth. And Lou Burdett is the pitcher, batting ninth. And for those of you who may be uh, jotting them down, let's quickly go over both of them very uh, hurriedly for you. Just before uh, the game gets underway, for New York again, Bowers in right field, McDougal at second base, Mantle in center field, Howard in left field, Barra catching, Scour in the first base, Carey at third base, Kubek at short, and Turley pitching. The same uh, Yankee batting order as yesterday with the exception of Bob Turley in the mound. And for the Braves, Bill Bruton is in center field leading off. He did not start yesterday, but delivered the uh, game-winning hit. He's in center field, a left-handed batter against Turley. Red Chandings is at second base. Matthews at third base. Aaron in right field. Covington in left field. Torrey at first base. He also did not start yesterday, but is a left-handed swinger, so he too is in this afternoon starting off. Brandle is catching. Logan at shortstop. And Burdett is doing the pitching, and that's how they go into the second game of the 1958 World Series. Now, as we get set for action this afternoon, already we've had enough thrills to satisfy even the staunchest of baseball fans. In the first game yesterday, there were home runs by the Yankees' Bill Scourd and Hank Bauer. There were great infield plays, especially by third base to Eddie Matthews and the Braves. There were great throws in the outfield. And, of course, there were a big, timely hit in the ball game, which sent this large crowd here home in a great, delirious fashion with a tremendous roar as the Braves took the first one right here in Milwaukee. And now the uh, Milwaukee Braves have gone out onto the playing fields. We get set for the first pitch of the second game. And it's my pleasure to bring up to the microphone for the play-by-play -play, one of the nation's top sportscasters, the voice of the Milwaukee Braves, Earl Gillespie. Well, thank you very much, Bob Wolf, and good afternoon, everybody. The weatherman certainly has cooperated once again, as it's a beautiful day out here. The Braves out on the playing field. And uh, there is something lacking, though, because at every World Series, we have the pleasure and privilege of shaking hands with the High Commissioner of Baseball, Mr. Ford Frick, who uh, will not be here in Milwaukee for the first two games of this series. Mr. Frick is resting comfortably at his home after an appendectomy last week. Representing Mr. Frick is Mr. Charles Seeger, Secretary-Treasurer of Baseball, and Mr. Frank Slocum from the, from the uh, baseball front office. Well, we're getting all set to go. Lou Burdett notching 20 victories for the first time in his career as a Milwaukee Brave, 20 wins against 10 defeats, 31-year-old right-hander who now lives down in Florida, but hails from Nitro, West Virginia, 6'2", 190 pounds, a very nervous type worker as he fidgets quite a bit out there in the mound trying to throw off these opposing hitters. Crandall fires the baseball to second base. In the outfield for Milwaukee, it is West Covington in left. Billy Bruton in center field and Henry Aaron in right. In the infield for manager Fred Haney, Eddie Matthews at third, Johnny Logan at short, Red Shane Deans at second base, and Frank Torrey at first base. On the mound, 
Lou Burdett, and behind the plate, Del Crandall. The umpires, Charlie Berry of the American League, is calling the balls and strikes. Gorman of the National League at first. Flaherty of the American League at second. Barnick of the National League at third base. Frank Hume out of the American League down the left field line. And Bill Joukowsky of the National League down the right field line. Hank Bauer in the batter's box. Here is the first pitch, and it's a swing call. The second game is underway. Hank Bauer, who yesterday had two hits, including a home run in five times at bat off Warren Spahn, batting at 400 in the series, has hit safely in 15 consecutive World Series games, a record that stands alone. The pitch is swung on a ground ball to the shortstop's left. It's going through in the center field for a base hit. And Bauer, who led off with a single yesterday, bounces one up the middle in the center field, extending his batting streak to 16 consecutive ball games. Bouncing single up the middle. Hit number one off Luberdat, and it brings up the second baseman, Gil McDougald. McDougald, who hit 250 this year as a New York Yankee, is batting 500 in the series, two hits and four times at bat. Gil came up with a couple of singles yesterday. On first base, it is Hank Bauer, who led off yesterday with a base hit, then was picked off base, uh, first base by Warren Spahn. Here's a swing and a long foul down the right field line. It's strike one on McDougald. Right-handed batter who reached out, poked a long drive foul down that right field line, a strike one count. Ralph Hulk is coaching at first base for manager Casey Stengel. Frank Crosetti is at third base. Yankees with a man on first, top half of the first inning. Nobody is out. On deck is the switch hitting center fielder, Mickey Mantle. Luberdet delivers, and the pitch is too low. It's even up at ball one and strike one. Lou, who is 31 years old, chalked up three victories over the Yankees last year. Four to two, one to nothing, and five to nothing. And has 24 consecutive scoreless innings going for him in his first appearance here in the 1958 series. Ball one, strike one count. The pitch is cut on. There's a foul down the right field line. It's going to be a baseball souvenir. Ball one and strike two on Gil McDougal. And I think Gil cracked his bat. Starts walking over towards the third base dugout. Well, the responsibility of evening the series rests squarely on the shoulders of Bob Turley who was a 21-game winner this past season. Big, strong right-hander, 6'2 and 215 pounds. Ball one and strike two. We had a, about the same type wind as yesterday, blowing from right to left at approximately 10 miles an hour. It will help a strong right-handed batter. Runner on first base takes the lead. The pitch is in too close. And the count is even at ball two, strike two. Gil McDougald, 30-year-old second baseman, who has proved his versatility for Casey Stengel. Uh, Gil has asked to look at the baseball as the Yankee hitters, no doubt, are watching very carefully to see if Mr. Burdett will doctor up the ball. This is nothing new to Lou, as he's been challenged many times by opposing hitters in the National League. Ball two, strike two. Bauer leads off first. Pitch cut on a ground ball to the third baseman. A high chopper. This is going to be a close play. Over to first base. A bad throw. Gets by Torrey. Here is Bauer rounding third base and being held up. As runner McDougal goes to second base. A low throw that Torrey cannot dig out of the dirt. 
And the Yankees have runners on second and third with nobody out. That was a high chopper. One of those tantalizing type plays for an infielder. And Matthews set back on the ball, waiting for that big hop. Made the bad throw, and that's going to be an error on the throw by Eddie Matthews. So Milwaukee comes up with his first error in the series. And it certainly puts Loberdet in a jam as the Yankees have runners on second and third and nobody out. And the batter is center fielder Mickey Mantle, who is going to receive an intentional walk, and they'll bring up Elston Howard. An intentional walk is being given to Mickey Mantle, a 304 hitter this year, leading home run hitter in the American League with 42, 97 RBIs, and Mickey was blanked yesterday by Warren Spahn, 0 for 3. As the Braves go to percentages here with Mantle batting left-handed, they hope to set up a double play situation. First base open. There is ball four. Mickey moves down the first baseline. And so a base hit by Bauer. A throwing error by third baseman Eddie Matthews, putting runners on second and third. And a walk to Mickey Mantle have loaded the bases here at Milwaukee County Stadium. And the batter is left fielder Elston Howard. Howard is looking for his first base hit of the series. 0 for 5. Strong right-handed swinger who cracked out 11 home runs for the Yankees this summer. Drove in 66 runs. The outfield is playing him around to the left. The infield is playing deep with the exception of Matthews and Torrey. Logan and Shane Deinst are back hoping for that double play ball. And a left-hander, Juan Pizarro, begins throwing in the bullpen for the Braves. Here's a swing and a double foul. Ball bounced up off the plate. And as Howard cut around hard, the ball hit up off his bat and bounced down the first base side. Strike one count on Elston Howard. Howard steps out of the batter's box. Luberdat in a real jam here in the top half of the first inning. As the Yankees have loaded the bases. On deck is catcher Yogi Berra. Burdett takes his time. He's a slow, deliberate worker. Out in front of strike one count. The pitch cut on. Foul tipped, and it's strike two. Strike two count. On Howard, who is 29 years old. Born in St. Louis, Missouri. Elston stands 6'2". He weighs 190 pounds. Now lives in New Jersey. Strike two count on Elston Howard. Del Crandall took another foul tip against his body. He had two yesterday that caused him a little concern, a little anguish. Strike two count. Howard. Feet fairly close together, slightly close dance. New York Yankees on first, second, and third. Nobody is out. Bases jammed. Burdett in real hot water in the top half of the first inning. Starts into the motion. The 0-2 pitch, a swing and a chopper to the second baseman. It's going to score a run. The peg is the second base, and he is forced at second base in a close play. High infield chopper that was taken by Red Shandings to toss to Johnny Logan. A run scores, and Loberdet's chance to tie the record set by the immortal Babe Ruth of 29 and two-thirds consecutive scoreless innings falls by the wayside as the Yankees lead one to nothing. That'll be a run batted in for Elston Howard and a fielder's choice. Scoring Bauer from third base. McDougal goes to third. Mickey Mantle is forced at second base. One man is out. 
And here is Yogi Berra. Kneeling down to the on-deck circle, first baseman Bill Scourin. McDougal on third. Elston Howard on first base. One man is out. Yankees have drawn first blood. The pitch is outside, ball one. Ball one, no strikes. On a little guy who packs a good punch, Yogi Berra. Yogi yesterday came up with a couple of base hits and four times at bat, so he's hitting 500. On the season, batted at 266, but walloped 22 home runs and drove in 90 runs. Playing a very important part in the Yankees American League pennant clincher. Here's the stretch by Louberdet. He delivers the pitches. Low and outside. It's ball two, two and nothing. Louberdet with that good sinker, but got it too low. Ball two, no strikes. 21-year-old Southpaw, Juan Pizarro, is throwing in the right center field bullpen for manager Fred Haney. Barra's out in front. 2-0 pitch. Yogi takes a strike right down the alley. It's ball two, strike one. Ball two and a strike one count. Yankee runners perched on first and third base. New York leading 1-0, top half of the first. Burdett, who just yelled down at Del Crandall, goes up into the stretch, arms down, the pitch is cut on, there's another high chopper to the second baseman, like the second base out over the first base, and a double play on the side. A quick double play on the first of the 1958 World Series. Shane Means to Logan Torrey, one run, one hit. One error, one man was left on base. And the score is New York 1, Milwaukee nothing. Well, yesterday, a veteran Warren Spahn defeated the New York Yankees. Spahn, he's 37 years old. But Enos Country Slaughter, one of the great players uh, in the history of both the National and the American Leagues, is 42 years old, still active on this Yankee squad. You know, Slaughter's first World Series was 17 years ago. And that's almost as long as Gillette has been broadcasting this fall classic. This is Gillette's 20th. To celebrate the event, they've come up with a World Series special that's bigger than any they've ever offered. For just 79 cents, you get a Gillette one-piece TV razor, dispenser of Gillette blue blades, and styrene travel case. How's that for a buy? Save yourself some money right now. Replace your old razor with a modern Gillette. Convenient and fast, you change blades with a twist, rinse clean in a jiffy. But most important, your guaranteed peak shaving comfort. Clean, refreshing shaves that give you a lift. First chance you get, stop in at a nearby store and pick up a Gillette TV razor set. Just 79 cents for the razor, dispenser of Gillette Blue Blades, handy travel case while they last. In the last half of the first inning, yesterday's hero. Billy Bruton, starting in center field this afternoon, will lead off for the Braves. Bruton, Shane Deanston Matthews, three southpaw swingers to face the right-hander Bob Turley. Turley, great record going into the series, 21 wins and 70 feats. Against the Braves last year in the Fall Classic, he won one and lost none. His lifetime record in World Series action, one victory and two defeats. Billy Bruton, left-handed batter, takes the first pitch, a spike on the inside corner knee-high. Yankees lead, one to nothing in the last half of the first inning. Third baseman Andy Curry is playing in a couple of steps on the infield grass. Pitch is too low. 
Evens the count at ball one and strike one. Bob Turley this summer fired six shutouts. Started 31 ball games for old Casey Stengel and completed 19, working in 245 innings. Pitches, Emmerich, ball two, strike one. Along the way in those 245 innings, Big Bob allowed 128 walks and struck out 168 batters. Ball two and a strike one count on the Braves' leadoff man, center fielder Billy Bruton. Coaching for Fred Haney this afternoon, Billy Herman at third base, Johnny Fitzpatrick at first base. Nobody on base and nobody out. The last half of the first inning, Braves trail the Yankees 1-0. Bob Turley going again today with no wind-up kicks and delivers, and it's a strike on the inside corner. Above the knees, evening the count at ball two, strike two. And down the left field line here at Milwaukee County Stadium, and it's 320 feet. While down the right field line, it is 315. Pitch is too low. Full count, three and two. In straightaway center field, it's 402 feet. In deep left center, 394. And in deep right center field, 394. And once again, of course, this ballpark is jammed to capacity. Ball three, strike two. Bruton deep in the batter's box. Swings, there's a drive back in the right field. Going back towards the wall is Hank Yesterday's ball game in the tenth inning with a line single to right center field, just tied up this ball game with his first World Series homer. A one up that cleared that right field fence with space to spare as Bauer stopped and just looked up. Score is tied one and one. Second baseman Red Shandings swings misses strike one. The redhead is hitless in four times at bat going into the second game, batting at 262 on the season. He had 23 doubles. A triple, one homer, and he drove in 24 runs. Here is the pitch. Slow curve is too low, and it's ball one and strike one. Billy Bruton finding the home run range, and that is Milwaukee's first home run of the series. Yankees lead in homers, two to one. Ball one, strike one count. On Shane Deanst. He swings. There's a line drive, a right field. Going over his bower. He can't make the play. This guy has left the base. Shandings digging for second base, and he's going to hold up with a double. That ball took a crazy hop away from Hank Bauer. It is scored as a two-base hit for Red Shandings, and that's his first base hit of the series. And there's a stir of action out of the bullpen in right center field as the gray-clad Yankees are going to start somebody loosening up. Bruton with a home run, Shane Deans with a line double to right, and it brings up third baseman Eddie Matthews. Eddie looking for his first base in the series, 0 for 3, strong left-handed batter, who hit 251 for the Braves this summer, 31 homers, 77 runs batted in. Score is tied, 1-1. Lead run on second base, nobody is out. 
Here is the pitch to Ed, and a curve breaks into the dirt, bouncing away, and in front of Yogi Berra, no chance for Shane Deans to move to third base, and it's ball one and no strikes. A right-hander, Duke Moss, former Detroit Tiger, is warming up for the Yankees in the bullpen. Duke Moss. Ball one and no strikes on Matthews. Shane Dean's done second base. Nobody is out. Ball game is tied at one and one, and the crowd is still buzzing after that long home run by the leadoff man, Billy Bruton. Bruton had a total of three home runs all through 1958 in the National League. Ball one, no strikes on Matthews. The right-hander, Bob Turley, into the stretch. Arms down, he delivers, and here is a slow curve for a call strike. It's even at ball one and strike one. Ball one, strike one count. Billy Herman coaching at third base, yelling out to the runner on second, Red Shandingst. And the redhead now, 35 years old, has given the Braves outstanding baseball for the last two years. Here's the 1-1 pitch, and it's in there, call strike two. On the last two pitches, Bob Turley has had Matthews off stride as he's pulled the string. And Eddie was leaning out across the plate. Ball one and strike two. Matthews in the hole. Turley into the stretch. Here's the one and two pitch. And it's strike three. He is called out. Eddie Matthews takes a breaking pitch below the belt on the inside corner. And that is strikeout number one for Bob Turley. Batter is right fielder Henry Aaron. Aaron came up with a double off the right field screen yesterday that just eluded Hank Bowers. Leaping grasp. Aaron had one for four. He's hitting 250. Finished with a 326 average this year. 30 homers and 95 RBIs. Runner on second base and one out. A slow curve. Breaks low and outside. It's ball one and no strikes. Charlie Berry of the American League is behind the plate this afternoon. Ball one, no strike count. Yankee outfield is deep to the left for Henry. The infield is just about straight away, although second baseman Gil McDougald is shading Aaron over towards second base. The one and oh pitch. That is a strike on the outside corner right around the letters. Another breaking pitch, and it's ball one and strike one. Ball one, strike one count. The wind seems to have shifted a wee bit as the flags indicate that it's blowing more out towards left field than from right field to left. Ball one and strike one. Score tied, one to one, the last half of the first inning. Milwaukee County Stadium, the scene of action. Second game of the World Series. Braves took the opener in ten innings, four to three yesterday, behind Warren Spahn with Reinald Duran, the losing pitcher. Into the stretch goes Bob Turley. One man is out. The pitch is in too close. Ball two and strike one. On deck is Wes Covington. The Braves had their home run title wrested away from them this year by the Chicago Cubs in the National League. In 1957, they led the National League in homers with 199. Braves at 167 this year. Ball two and strike one the count. <laughs> Red
Fred Shandy's done second base. One man is out. Here's the 2-1 pitch. Ball three is low and outside at 3-1. and one. Duke Moss continues throwing hard to the Yankee bullpen. Bob Turley trying to weather the storm in the last half of the first. Ball three, strike one. One man is out. Here's the pitch, and it's ball four. So Turley gives up his first walk. Bob, who issued 128 walks during the season, walks Henry Aaron on five pitches, puts a runner on first base, Henry Aaron, a runner on second base, Red Shane Deanst. One man is out. Score tied one to one, and here is the left fielder, Wes Covington. Wes is looking for his first series base hit. 0 for 4. Casey Stengel is standing on the edge of the steps in the third base dugout. Bob Turley's first pitch. Too low with a slow curveball. It's ball one and no strikes. So Bob Turley, who is trying to get this side out here in the last half of the first inning without any further damage, has to be very cautious right now on an explosive left-handed batter, Wes Covington. Runners on first and second base. One man is out. Here's the 1-0 pitch. And that's a strike on the outside corner knee high. Slow breaking pitch, and it's even at ball one and strike one. These two teams will be leaving Milwaukee after today's ball game. Tomorrow is an off day, a travel day, and on Saturday, the third game of the series will be played at Yankee Stadium. Neither manager, by the way, would give their starting pitchers for Saturday, Casey Stengel or Fred Haney. Ball one, strike one. Runners lead off first and second base. Here is a slow curve that's too low. Covington was going to swing, held up, and it's ball two. Ball two, strike one. Wes, who turned out to be one of the defensive stars in the 1957 series with two great catches, one at Yankee Stadium and one here at Milwaukee County Stadium, has been hobbled by a knee injury all season. Turley glancing back over the right shoulder. 2-1 pitch. Ball three, it's inside. Now it is three and one, and a bad pitch will load him up and bring up the first baseman, Frank Torrey. Bob Turley, so far here in the first inning, has been throwing a lot more curveballs than he usually does. Breaking off some slow stuff. One man is out. Runners on first and second. 3-1 pitch. A swing and a foul. Now it's a full count, 3-2. and two. Ball three and strike two. Billy Bruton led off of a home run off Bob Turley. Shane Dean's double to right field and a ball that veered away from Bauer, bouncing crazily off the grass, rolling to the screen and right. Matthews was called out on strikes. Aaron drew a walk and a 3-1 pitch. And that's where this ball game stands right now. Tied 1-1. Braves runners on first and second base. One man is out on a 3-2 pitch coming up to West Covington. West out of the batter's box. West moves very slowly around that batter's box. Turley checks with Yogi Berra. 
Ball three, strike two. There's the stretch. Here's the 3-2 pitch. A swing and a foul. Back into the screen and a pitch around the letters. Count remains at 3-2. and two. As the tension increases here in the last half of the first, Yankees scored a run off Luberdet. Stopping him after he had shut out New York for 24 consecutive scoreless innings. Ball three and strike two. Covington waiting. Turley delivers. Runners going. A swing of ground ball to the second baseman. Right in the right center field for base hit. One runner scoring. Here is Aaron moving around third base and being held up by Billy Herman. Taken to the infield is cut by Hank, or rather by Bill Scourin. And that might be all for Turley as the old professor, one of the most colorful men in the history of baseball, Casey Stengel, takes the long walk out towards that mound as Covington singles to right center field just out of the reach of Gil McDougald. Scoring Shane Deans from second base. Moving Aaron around the third. Milwaukee has runners on first and third. As West Covington drives in his first run of the series. Coming up with his first base hit. And the Braves take a 2-1 lead over the New York Yankees. We are going to get a pitching change. It is going to be Duke Moss. Moving in from the bullpen in right center field. And right now, let's pause 30 seconds for station identification. shop for a mixer, remember, Saratoga Vichy is the real Vichy. The Saratoga Vichy Company does not make Vichy. They bottle it right from the pure waters of the Vichy Spring. Get, Get the, the yellow label, yellow label, yellow label, yellow label. Saratoga Vichy, the real Vichy. Folks, prepare for the dangerous winter driving ahead. Buy safe Goodyear Suburbanite winter tires with a lifetime guarantee from Albert E. Oliver, Incorporated, Albany, New York. A start at 20 games and came up with five complete games, giving up 48 walks and had 71 strikeouts. So he is going to replace the Yankee starter, Bob Turley, who now moves across the third base foul line, heading for the Yankee dugout. That'll be all for Bob Turley. And we see the right-hander, Duke Moss, talking with Casey Stengel and Yogi Berra. Moss stands 5'10". Weighs 165 pounds. He's 27 years old. Born in Utica, Michigan. Now lives in Madison Heights, Michigan. And he's smoothing out the dirt on the mound. And ready to take his warm-up throws, tossing down to Yogi Berra. Bob Turley worked one-third of an inning. So far, has allowed two runs. Gave up three hits. Walked one, and he struck out one. In the Yankee outfield, Elston Howard is in left, Mickey Mantle in center field, and Hank Bauer in right. Andy Carey at third base, Tony Kubek at short, Gil McDougal at second base, and Bill Scowron at first base. It is Duke Moss on the mound, making his first appearance in a World Series. Duke Moss 
And Yogi Berra is doing the catching. Right now, Milwaukee has Henry Aaron on third base, Wes Covington on first base. Two runs have scored, and Moss tells umpire Charlie Berry he's all set. So Frank Torrey, left-handed batter, who was used as a pinch hitter yesterday and popped out to the shortstop, Tony Kubek, steps into the batter's box. Torrey had a fine season under manager Fred Haney, batting at 309. Hit six home runs and drove in 56 runs. Frank Torrey, with Milwaukee runners perched on first and third. One out, two runs across the plate. Braves lead the Yankees, two to one. Into the stretch, Duke Moss. Arms down, delivers, and it's low and outside. Ball one and no strikes. Ball one, no strike count. We have what you would call perfect weather for this time of the year for a World Series ball game. Temperature around 62 degrees. Humidity at 35%. And it's warmer than it was out here yesterday. Into the stretch. Duke Moss delivers and Torrey swings. It's a high fly ball to short left. Elston Howard camping under this ball as Aaron takes it there. There's the catch as Henry draws the throw. A long throw. And now Aaron moving down the line goes back in the third base sliding. A long throw by Elston Howard. And it's a good thing that Duke Moss is backing up Yogi Berra as it was Moss who had to take that long, long rifle throw from Howard in left field. Aaron, as he saw the ball carrying over the head of Yogi Berra, moved down the third baseline about 20 feet, but was forced to hurry back as Moss fired out to Andy Carey. On the throw, West Covington moved over to second base. So now Milwaukee has runners on second and third, and the batter's catcher, Del Crandall. So Covington tagged at first, went to second base as the long throw is fired in by Elston Howard. Aaron on third, Covington on second, two outs. Two to one, Braves lead, last half of the first inning. Crandall had two for five yesterday, batting at 400 in the series. 18 home runs this year, 63 RBIs. The pitch is high and outside. That's ball one to Del Crandall. Right-handed batter. We have more action of the Yankee bullpen as Johnny Cooks begins throwing. Right-hander Johnny Cooks. Ball one and no strikes. The pitch is swung on, missed. Crandall going after a curveball. It's even up at ball one and strike one. Ball one and a strike one count. A lot of excitement here in the very first inning at Milwaukee County Stadium. As the Yankees drew first blood, scoring one run, Braves bounce back with two. And Milwaukee has runners on second and third, two outs. Duke Moss delivers, low and inside, ball two. Ball two and strike one. On deck is shortstop Johnny Logan. The Braves have sent six hitters up to the plate. This is the seventh, Del Crandall. They have scored twice on three hits. Both runs charged to starter Bob Turley. And Duke Moss is trying to take the Yankees out of further trouble here in the last half of the first inning. Five foot ten inch right-hander into the motion. Two one pitch, a swing and a lighter foul down the left field line. Ball two and strike two. Line foul as Crandall was out in front of the pitch. The New York outfield plays Crandall deep and around the left. So does the infield with Gil McDougald 
about a step out on the outfield grass and lined up with right center field. First baseman Bill Scourin is giving Crandall the first base foul line as he's over about 20 feet to his right over towards second base. Two outs. 2-2 two -two pitch is in close. Ball three, strike two. Ball three and a strike two count. Three and two on catcher Del Crandall. Milwaukee two, the Yankees won the last half of the first. Moss takes his time, looks around at the runners on second and third base, then glances down at Yogi Berra. Starts it in a motion. 3-2 pitch. Ball four. He walks him. And that loads him up and brings up the shortstop, Johnny Logan. That's the first walk given up by Duke Moss. And now Milwaukee has one of the bases with Aaron on third. Covington on second base. Cramble on first base. There are two outs. Shortstop Johnny Logan, who his first time up yesterday, crashed a double down the left field line, had one for four for his afternoon's work. Logan, a right-handed batter, standing fairly close to the plate, takes a fastball in close on the handle. Ball one and no strikes. Logan was off stride this year at the plate. He finished at 226. But he managed 11 home runs and drove in 53 runs. Outfield playing deep to the left. So is the infield. Ball one and no strikes. Duke Moss into the motion, delivers. There's a swing and a high fly ball down the left field foul line. Elston Howard going over towards the foul fence and cannot make a play. It's into the bleacher crowd. Long foul evens the count at ball one and strike one. Covington was around third base, and Crandall was right on his heels. Aaron's on third, Covington on second base, and Crandall on first base. Braves have scored two runs on three hits, including a leadoff home run off Turley by Billy Bruton. Ball one, strike one count. Duke Moss seems to weigh the baseball in his hand before he gets his sign from Barra. Right foot up on the rubber, starts into the motion. Here is the 1-1 pitch to Logan. There's a swing and a line drive on the left field line. This is a base hit. The runner scoring. Here comes Covington. Here comes a throw from Elston Howard. And he is safe at home as Yogi Berra makes a fine one-handed stab. Shortstop Johnny Logan comes through on the big base hit. A bases loaded single down the left field line. As the Braves score two more runs. Johnny Logan moved to second base on the throat of the plate as he drives in his first two runs of the series, giving Milwaukee a 4-1 to lead, and all four runs are charged to starter Bob Turley. Hit number four for the Braves. Runners on second and third base. Crandall's on third. Logan on second. And here is Lou Burdett and a pretty good hitting pitcher. Duke Moss delivers a swing and a drive back in the left field. Going back a long way towards the wall. Back, back it is. Off the wall. Over. 
Yankees one. And that's going to be all for Duke Moss. Who got one man out, working one third of an inning, gave up three runs, two hits. He walked one, had no strikeouts, and we get our third Yankee pitcher. Right-hander is moving in. A no all-time series record has just been established by the Milwaukee Braves. Seven runs in one inning. The previous record was six. As Milwaukee now enjoys a 7-1 lead. And Johnny Cooks moves in from the bullpen. Johnny Cooks. time record has also been established for runs scored by both clubs in the first inning of a World Series ball game. Eight runs so far have scored. This is Johnny Cooks, 25-year-old right-hander, and a hand now for Duke Moss as he heads for the shower room. As the Braves' bats have been booming here in the last half of the first inning, a couple of home runs. Johnny Cooks, who hails from Hoboken, New Jersey, now lives in Hillsdale, New Jersey. 25-year-old right-hander who stands 6'3", weighs 180 pounds. Johnny Cooks, this year for the Yankees, won eight, and he lost eight. His earned run average was 3.92. He started 15 ball games for Casey Stengel and completed four. And he'll work on the top of the batting order. Billy Bruton, as the Milwaukee Braves have batted around in the last half of the first inning. Johnny Cooks firing down to Yogi Berra. Boy, and this crowd is really alive out here now. Milwaukee has seven runs on five hits. The Yankees scored a run in the first inning on a base hit by Bauer. A throwing error by third baseman Eddie Matthews, which put runners on second and third base. Mickey Mantle was then uh, walked intentionally, and Howard, on a fielder's choice, drove in the Yankee run with Bauer crossing home plate. This, by the way, going back if you're a figure filbert, is the Milwaukee Braves' biggest rally of the 1958 season. And we're getting a change in the outfield now for Casey Stengel. Norm Seaburn is moving into left field. Norm Seaburn goes into left field, replacing Elston Howard. Johnny Cooks has just about completed his warm-up throws. And the leadoff man, Billy Bruton, who belted a turly pitch over the right field fence, is up for the second time in the inning. Two outs and nobody on base. On deck, it's Red Shanding. Johnny Cooks checks his sign with Yogi Berra. Outfield about straight away for Billy Bruton. Third baseman is playing in close. Here's a swing and a foul. First base side that'll be out of play and it's strike one.
score, Milwaukee 7 and the New York Yankees 1. We're in the first inning. Billy Bruton out of the batter's box looking down at Johnny Fitzpatrick. Johnny Cook starts into the motion. Paul Lanky, right-hander, fires in close, and it's even up at ball one and strike one. Ball one, strike one counts. So now the Yankee outfield has Seaburn in left, Mantle in center field, and Bauer in right. Pitches outside, ball two, two and one. Two outs. The Braves have nobody on base as Luber Dutz cleared him a three-run home run off Duke Moss. 2-1 pitch to Billy Bruton. A swing and a foul is off to the left. It'll be out of play, and it's even up on Bill at 2-2. Two two. Ball two and a strike two count. Second baseman Gil McDougal is playing deep. So is the first baseman Bill Scourin. And Hank Bauer is very deep in right field. Ball two, strike two. Cooks delivers. Pitch is swung on a pop foul back here, and it's going to land on the screen behind the plate. Count remaining at two and two. New baseball goes out to Johnny Cooks. The Braves have exploded here in the last half of the first inning, scoring seven runs off Bob Turley and Duke Moss. 2-2 pitch. A swing and a line drive at the shortstop to retire the side. A line shot at Tony Kubek and a leap up for the ball. And in the last half of the first inning, seven runs on five hits, no errors, and nobody was left on base. At the end of the first inning, the score is Milwaukee 7, the Yankees 1. Hello there, everybody. I'm Mel Allen with a giant offer from Papermate that tops them all. Listen, how'd you like a genuine Papermate pen free? How'd you like a genuine Papermate refill free? Sound good? Well, that's exactly what you get. Free pen, free refill. When you buy Papermate's famous two-tone pen at the regular $1.69 price. What a bargain. As it says right on the special Papermate display, you get a two-tone pen worth $1.69, plus an extra silver tip refill worth $0.49, cents, plus a retractable schoolmate utility pen worth $0.39. Cents. A $2.57 value, all three for only $1.69. How about that? A $2.57 value for only $1.69. Look for the special Papermate display at stores everywhere. Buy your two-tone pen at regular price, get an extra pen, an extra refill, free from Papermate. This sensational offer is limited, so hurry and get your free Papermate pen and free refill now. In the top half of the second... The Yankees send up Bill Scourin, Andy Carey, and Tony Kubek. First three men to face right-hander Lou Burdett. Scourin had two hits in four times at bat yesterday, batting at 500. Finished with a 273 batting average this year with 14 homers and 73 RBIs. Bill Scourin, a Chicago boy, right-handed batter, strong, takes strike one of the inside corner. No ball, one strike count. Nobody on base and nobody out. The Yankees batting in the second. Milwaukee leads 7-1. to one. Scourin looks out at Luberdeff as the fidgety right-hander delivers. The pitch is cut on. There's a high fly ball, center field. Drifting over to his right now is Billy Bruton coming in on the ball, and he makes the catch for the out. 
Cowan flies out to Bruton in left center field. That is one away, and it brings up third baseman Andy Carey. Incidentally, when Lou Burdett hit that three-run home run in the last half of the first inning, it was the first home run hit in a World Series by a pitcher since Bucky Walters of Cincinnati, 1940. Pitch to Andy Carey as a spike on the outside corner knee high. Carey looking for his first base of the series has nothing for four. Finished with a 286 average this year. A one pitch. Here's a swing and a miss on a slow breaking pitch and it's strike two. And Curry went all the way around that time trying to give the ball a ride. Yankee half of the second. New York trailing by six runs, seven to one. On deck is shortstop Tony Kubek. 0-2 pitch. A swing and a miss. He struck him out on three pitches. And that is strikeout number one for Luberdeff. Two men are out. Brings up the shortstop, Tony Kubek. A left-handed batter, Kubek, was hitless yesterday against Warren Spahn, 0 for 4. Tony, who stands 6'3", weighs 190 pounds, only 21 years old. Left-handed batter, first pitch is too low, and it's a ball. Ball one and no strikes. Ball one, no strike count. Two men are out. Nobody on base in the second. Ball one, no strike count on Tony Kubek. Outfield is shaded slightly towards right for Tony. One and no pitch. And it's low and outside. Ball two, as Kubek looked like he was going to try to bunt. Took the pitch too low. Ball two, no strikes. Kubek during the offseason last year uh, played a little basketball with some of the Milwaukee Braves around the Midwest. 2-0 pitch. And that's a strike letter high on the inside corner. Ball two and strike one. Ball two and a strike one count. Burdett has gotten the first two Yankees. Scouring on a fly ball to Bruton in left center. Carry on three pitches, a strikeout victim. Here's a swing and a high foul, third base side. And a baseball souvenir as the count is even at ball two and strike two. Ball two and strike two, the count on Tony Kubek. The pitcher, Johnny Cooks, is due to hit next. On deck is leadoff man, Hank Bauer. 2-2 pitch. Curve is low and inside, it's ball three. Ball three and strike two. Milwaukee has seven runs on five hits. The Yankees one run on one hit. Tony Kubek, who was picked last year as the American League Rookie of the Year, has also, like many other Yankees, proved himself very versatile, has played quite a few different positions. A swing and a miss. He struck him out to retire the side. Strikeout number two for Burdett. No runs, no hits, no errors, and nobody left on base. And the score is Milwaukee 7 and the New York Yankees 1. Well, there's no trouble picking out the star of yesterday's ball game. Billy Bruton came through with a big hit that told the story. 
But the news that's ringing cash registers in stores all over the country is about Gillette's World Series Special. The Gillette one-piece TV razor set at the low, low price of 79 cents. Yes, sir, it's real news when you can get a modern uh, Gillette razor, dispenser of Gillette Blue Blade, plus a styrene travel case for only 79 cents. What an opportunity for you fellas just starting to shave. Or you men who don't have an up-to-the-minute one-piece Gillette to get top shaving comfort and convenience. Shaves that keep you looking your best longer. One-piece construction makes blade changing lightning fast, and cleaning takes but a rinse. A bargain like this doesn't last long, so be fast. Pick up your Gillette TV razor, plus a dispenser of Gillette Blue Blades, plus a handy travel case for 79 cents while they last. The second game of the 1958 World Series moves on to the last half of the second with Milwaukee leading the New York Yankees 7-1. In the batter's box, leading off at second base in Red Shane East. The redhead doubled down the right field line in the first inning and came around to score a run. And in the second, Johnny Cooks will face Shane Deans, Matthews, and Aaron. Pitches in there for a call, strike one. Strike one count. The outfield is fairly deep, about straight away, as Rhett takes a slow breaking pitch in close, and it's even at ball one and strike one. Eddie Matthews on deck. Alston Howard was taken out of the lineup because of a sprained left knee. Here's a swing and a ground ball to the second baseman. Up comes Gil McDougal over to first base. He is out, and that is one away. Shane Deans is tossed out by Gil McDougal and brings up the third baseman, Eddie Matthews. Eddie was called out on strikes in the first inning. A left-handed batter with one out and nobody on base. Once again, that wind seems to have shifted around. Here's the pitch. There's a swing and a chopper foul. Down the first baseline, it's fielded by the first base coach, Johnny Fitzpatrick. Just a few seconds ago, the wind looked like it was moving in from right field right down towards home plate instead of across the outfield from right to left. No ball, one strike count on Matthews. We're in the last half of the second. Braves lead the Yankees 7-1. to one. Right-hander Johnny Cooks delivers and it's over but low and that's the ball. So it's even up. Ball one and strike one. On deck is the Braves right fielder Henry Aaron. Ball one, strike one count. Cooks, the third pitcher used by manager Casey Stengel, fires a strike as Matthews watched it go by, and it's ball one and strike two. Here is the windup and the one and two pitch. That's high outside, ball two. Eddie Matthews, so far in the series, has not hit a fair ball. Yesterday, he struck out three times, walked twice. This afternoon, he was called out on strikes his first appearance. Ball two, strike two. One out. Nobody on base. As the right-hander, Johnny Cooks, kicks and delivers. Here's a swing and a drive to left center field. Seaburn racing over. That ball is out there for extra bases. It's cut off by Seaburn, but here is Matthews in a second base with a stand-up double. That is hit number six for the Milwaukee Braves. 
and their fourth extra base hit of the sixth. They have two home runs, two doubles, and two singles. A runner on second base, one man is out as Eddie Matthews comes up with his first series base hit. A booming double to left center field. Brings up the right fielder, Henry Aaron, who walked and scored in the first inning. Aaron standing deep in the batter's box, almost a straightaway stand, slightly closed. Runner on second base, and Aaron swings at the high chopper to the second baseman's left over is McDougald. Throws the first, he is out as Matthews moves around the third base. So Gil McDougal has taken care of two Milwaukee hitters here in the last half of the second. Shane Deans and Aaron. Sandwiched between was a double by Matthews, who now is on third base with two outs. And the batter is left fielder Wes Covington. Covington drilled a single to right center field in the first inning, driving in a run. And this big, strong left-handed batter also scored a run. Two outs, Eddie Matthews on third base. Johnny Cooks, right foot up on the rubber, gets his sign from Burra. And a time is called as Covington, who hates to wait, steps out of the batter's box. Billy Herman had something to say to Eddie Matthews at third base. Billy coaching at third. Here is the pitch, and it's high. Ball one, no strikes. Ball one and no strikes to count. We're in the last half of the second at Milwaukee County Stadium. Second game of the series. With the Braves leading 7-1. Johnny Cooks, a very slow worker, starts into the motion. Delivers, and there's a swing and a ground ball in the center field. The base hit has a run scoring, and it's 8-1 as Covington drives in his second run of the afternoon. A changeup, and Wes was waiting for it. Faust on it like a cat with a hard smash in the center field. And Milwaukee now has an 8-1 lead as Covington is 2-for-2 two two with two RBIs. That is hit number two off Johnny Cooks. Frank Torrey, who fly the left field in the first inning, takes ball one, low and outside. Ball one, no strikes. Milwaukee out in front of New York right now, 8-1, to one, with a runner on first base and two outs. The pitch is cut on as a ground ball to the second base, and McDougal picks it up, throws the first, he's out, and that retires the side. So in the last half of the second, Milwaukee scores one run on two hits. There were no errors. One man was left on base, and at the end of the second inning, the score is Milwaukee 8, New York 1. <laughs> is due to lead off for the New York Yankees. Johnny Cooks, and he'll be followed by Hank Bauer and Gil McDougal. 
And evidently Cooks is going to hit because manager Casey Stengel has nobody uh, loosening up on the bullpen in right center field. Braves scored a run off Cooks in the last half of the second and enlarged their lead to 8-1. to one. Lou Burdett taking his warm-up throws. Take the second base by Crandall. Cooks has yet to uh, move out of that Yankee dugout on the third base side, although Bauer is waiting on deck. Lou Burdett, one of the most colorful guys in the National League, is ready. You know, Lou, when he's out of the mound, he's talking to the pitcher, or to the catcher, rather. He's yelling down at the hitters, and he's talking to his infielders, and he, he might even yell something to the crowd once in a while. He says it helps him relieve any tension that might build up out there in close situations. But it's amazing at uh, times when it's quiet in a ballpark how you can hear if you're close by Lou yelling down to that hitter or his catcher. Well, there's Johnny Cooks. Johnny took a lot of time moving out of the dugout. He's up there now, right-handed batter. Outfield is playing him around to the left, about medium. Here is a strike on the inside corner, knee high. Medium in depth. Infield straight away, with the exception of Shane Deans. He's shading him a little bit towards his right, and so is Frank Torrey. Strike one count on Johnny Cooks. Yankees batting in the top of the third. Burdett delivers. Pitch is cut on miss. Strike two. Strike two the count. Whitey Ford yesterday looked very, very sharp. Ford had eight strikeouts. As he sailed along, but got in trouble in the late innings. Eight strikeouts in seven innings. Curve breaks low outside. It's ball one and strike two. Ball one and strike two. The leadoff man for the Yankees here in the top half of the third is pitcher Johnny Cooks. Burdett reaching down for the rosin sack. Lou goes through many, many motions. On the mound, starts in the motion, kicks up his left leg and delivers. The pitch is cut on foul back behind the plate. Ball one and strike two. On the New York pitcher, Johnny Cooks. And in case you're just joining us, Milwaukee jumped off to a 7-1 lead in the first inning. Added a run in the last half of the second. And the Braves had the New York Yankees 8-1 here in the third. 1-2 pitch. That is high, and it's ball two. Ball two, strike two. Burdett relies mostly on breaking stuff. His delivery, three-quarter arm delivery, and sometimes from the side gives that baseball a natural tendency to dip or a what the pitchers will call a sinker. 2-2 two -two pitch. Swung on. There's a ground ball. It's in the right field for a base hit. The pitcher, Johnny Cook, singles to right. And that is hit number two off Luberdeff. Brings up the right fielder, Hank Bauer, who has established quite a record in World Series action. When Hank singled the center field in the first inning, that meant that he had extended his batting streak in World Series action to 16 consecutive ball games. He is one of the really great old pros on this Yankee ball club, if you want to call 36 years old, old. Bauer, who's been around quite some time now, is appearing in his ninth World Series. Runner on first base. Nobody is out. The pitch to Hank. A swing of ground ball to the shortstop. Might be two. Over to second base out. Over to first. A double play. And a two away in the third. 
A double play, Logan the Shane to Tory. And that double play is number two for the Braves. As a double play in the first inning killed off a Yankee rally, a budding rally, after they had scored one run. And had runners on first and third base when Berra hit an away twin killing. Shane Deans to Logan to Torrey. Now here's Gil McDougal with two outs and nobody on base. Right-handed batter. Takes the first pitch, breaks outside a ball. Ball one and no strikes. On deck is center fielder Mickey Mantle. The pitch. McDougal looks at a ball two. It's outside. Two and nothing. Ball two, no strikes. Red Shandies turning around, peering out of that scoreboard in right center field. Two and nothing to count on Gil McDougal, who was safe on a throwing error by Eddie Matthews in the first inning. That led to the run off Lou Burdett. 2 0 pitch. In there, call strike one. It's two and one. Working the foul lines this afternoon, the boys in blue are Frank Eumann of the American League down the left field line and Bill Jakowski of the National League down the right field side. 2-1 pitch. Swung on a line drive down the right field line. This is a foul ball. A lighter foul. Off the bat of Gil McDougal. And it's even up at ball two and strike two. Heading to the opposite field. That ball has that natural spin. If you're a golfer, that'll be called a slice hitting that direction. Slicing off to the right, and a foul by about 10 feet. Ball two, strike two. Two outs, nobody on base. In the third, Yankees trail. Eight to one. The pitch is cut on. There's a ground ball to the shortstop. Logan takes the big hop. Over to first base. He is out. And New York is three up and three down. No runs and one hit. No errors. Nobody left on base. And the score is Milwaukee eight, New York one. Well, just about everybody catches a few innings of every series game, and it seems like just about everybody got the message about Gillette's World Series special because all stores all over the country are reporting a land office business for the Gillette TV razor set at 79 cents. At this rate, they won't last long at this bargain price. 79 cents for a modern Gillette TV razor, dispenser of Gillette Blue Blades, plus a styrene travel case. The precision-engineered Gillette TV razor guarantees you real shaving comfort. Clean shaves. Fast shaves that keep you looking your best hours longer. One piece, a twist of the handle and you change blades fast. Rinse clean in a jiffy. Double-edged tool for double economy. So fans, look for the Gillette TV razor display at your favorite store. Get one for yourself or buy them as gifts while this dollar value is only 79 cents. Del Crandall leads off for the Milwaukee Braves in the last half of the third. As the Braves send up the tail end of the batting order, Crandall, Logan, and Burdett. And the tail end of the order was good for three runs in the last half of the first inning as Crandall walked. Logan single driving in two runs, and Burdett belted a three-run home run. So we go to the last half of the third with Milwaukee out in front, 8-1, to one, and the first pitch to Crandall is a strike on the outside corner. Dell, who walked, scored in the first inning. 
No ball, one strike count. Cooks delivers outside. Evens the count at ball one and strike one. Casey Stengel has named his starter for the third game on Saturday. It'll be right-hander Don Larson. Here is the 1-1 pitch. A swing and a drive back in the left field. Seaburn is waiting on the dime. He makes the catch. And that is one away. Crandall lines out to Seaburn in left field. And it brings up the shortstop, Johnny Logan. Johnny drove in two runs with a two-out bases loaded single in the first inning. And this fiery shortstop who hails from Endicott, New York, has two hits and five times the bat of the series. Takes a curveball outside. Ball one and no strikes. We mentioned that Larson will be the Yankee starter on Saturday, but manager Fred Haney will not name his starter until tomorrow after the Braves work out at Yankee Stadium. Here is a spike to Logan. So it's even up on John. Ball one and strike one. Ball one, strike one count. One man is out. Nobody on base. We're in the last half of the third. As we get a cloud formation overhead, blocking out the sun at the moment. Curveball outside. Ball two. Ball two and strike one. Braves lead in the World Series. One victory. As they battle the Yankees in the second ball game. Two one pitch. There's a swing and a chop off the plate. It's a foul ball. And it evens the count at ball two and strike two. A lot of speculation has been going on, as a matter of fact, amongst the Milwaukee Riders uh, towards the waning days of the 58th season. A lot of speculation as to whom uh, Haney will start in the third game. Here's a swing and a foul. Back on the screen, it's two and two. Everybody, of course, knew that Fed would start either Spahn or Burdett in the first game and the other in the second, which has happened, of course, with Spahn going yesterday and Burdett working today. Ball two and strike two. Here's a swing of foul back into the screen. Fred Haney had planned, I believe, long-range plans a couple of weeks before the series to start Joey Jay. Very sharp young right-hander with good breaking stuff, but he broke a finger on a smash off the bat of Joe Cunningham, or Herb Noren, rather, over at St. Louis a couple of weeks ago, and is not in the series, is not eligible as he was taken off the list. Curve breaks outside. It's ball three. Three and two on Johnny Logan with one out of nobody on base. Outfield is playing around to the left. Braves out in front of the New York Yankees. Eight to one in the bottom half of the third. Here is the three-two pitch. There's a swing and a ground ball to the shortstop. Tony Kubek up over to first base. He is out, and it's two away in the last half of the third. Logan is tossed out by Kubek. Of course, when you talk about selecting pitchers, and Casey Stengel is named Don Larson. Here's a very fine hand for Lou Burdett. <laughs> Lou belted a three-run home run in the last half of the first inning, besides pitching some sharp baseball. And he takes a couple of warm-up swings, which has the crowd buzzing before he moves into the batter's box. Two outs. Nobody on base. Johnny Cooks into the motion, kicks his leg and fires. Pitches a breaking pitch, high and outside, ball one. Ball one and no strikes. Two outs. Last half of the third at Milwaukee County Stadium. One and 
pitch is ball two. It's too low. Two and nothing. On Verdet. The Yankee pitchers have given up two walks. One by Bob Turley and the other by Duke Moss. Here's a ground ball to the third baseman's left in the hole. Nice stop by Kubek. A long throw, and it's in time, and a very fine play by Tony Kubek to retire the side. Three up, three down. No runs, no hits, no errors. Nobody left on base. At the end of the third inning, the score is Milwaukee 8, the New York Yankees 1. Hey, don't tell everybody. Tell you why, because Gillette only has a limited supply of Gillette TV razors. Dig this price just seven times ten, so take this advice. three inning totals at Milwaukee County Stadium. The Braves, eight runs, seven hits, and one error. The Yankees, one run, two hits, and no errors. In the top of the fourth inning, Casey Stengel sends up his power, Mickey Mantle, Norm Seaburn, and Yogi Berra. Seaburn replacing Elston Howard. In left field, is batting in the number four spot. Lou Burdett, Took a little while before he moved out of the dugout as he was the last man up in the last half of the third. And those pitchers, of course, like to have a breather before they move out to challenge the hitters. And here is Mickey Mantle, who has walked intentionally with runners on second and third base and nobody out in the first inning. And if you're going back over that first, the strategy paid off as the Yankees managed just one run with a bases loaded, no out situation. Switch hitting Mickey Mantle, one of the strongest men in baseball in a long, long time. Takes the first pitch high, and it's ball one and no strikes. Mickey Mantle, who had a total of 158 base hits this year, including 21 doubles, one triple, and 42 homers, just missed 100 runs batted in with 97. Here's a drive back in the right center field. That ball's in a long way back, back towards the wall. It is a home run for Mickey Mantle. Mantle, and that's his first World Series base hit of the year. And the score is now 8-2. to two. Yankees trailing. A long drive to the left of the 394 mark. That ball traveled around 420 feet into the Milwaukee bullpen. And that also was Mantle's 10th World Series homer. Now here is a strike on Norm Seaburn. Norm Seaburn making his first appearance in this 1958 series. Had a very fine year in the American League, batting at 300. 14 homers and 55 runs batted in. Seaburn, a tall, lanky left-handed batter. That poise off the left shoulder. Swings, misses, strike two. Now, the all-time record for home runs in a World Series is 15, and as I mentioned, Mickey Mantle now has 10. So at only 26 years old, Mantle has a very good shot at that World Series mark. Strike two count on Norm Seaburn up for the first time. 
replacing Elston Howard in left field earlier in the ballgame. Takes the ball. It's outside. One and two. Seaburn, 25 years old. Hails from Wellston, Missouri. Now lives in Denver, Colorado during the offseason. He's a lanky batter at six feet two and 205 pounds. Nobody on base and nobody out. The home run by Mickey Mantle was hit number three off Lou Burdett. Burdett delivers, and there's a swing and a foul. It's out of play on the third base side. The count remains at one and two. A ball one, strike two count. Seaburn backs out of the batter's box. Lou Burdett standing back off the rubber. Tugs at his cap, now reaches down for the rosin sack, drops it. Going through his motions before he starts into the windup. A one and two pitch, a swing and a foul as Seaburn managed to get a piece of that ball. It's one and two. Ball one and strike two. The crowd right now has quieted down quite a bit. And they have seen some real scoring so far in this ball game. It is an eight to two game. Ten runs have scored. Braves scoring seven runs in the first and one in the second. The Yankees scoring one in the first. And so far New York has one across here in the fourth. The one and two pitch. There's a swing and a foul headed for the upper deck, third base side. And the count remains. Ball one and strike two on Seaburn. On deck is catcher Yogi Berra. Ball one and strike two. Both of these teams will hold a workout at Yankee Stadium tomorrow before going back into the series on Saturday in the third game. The one and two pitch. That's inside, ball two. Pitch breaking in on a left-handed batter. Ball two, strike two. Yesterday, the Braves got a look at a pretty good screwball thrown by Warren Spahn, which breaks away from a right-handed uh, batter. Uh, the right-hander out there right now for the Braves, Lou Burdett, also has a very fine screwball, which breaks away from a left-handed batter. Lou does not use his screwball as much as Spahn does, though. 2-2 pitch. A swing, a high chopper to the second baseman, Shane waiting Up over to first base. He is out, and that's one away. Seaburn is tossed out by the redhead at second base. Brett Shandings. So it's one out. The Yankees send up their catcher, Yogi Berra, who grounded into a double play. Shane Deanst to Logan DeTorey in the first inning. Left-handed batter. And Bruton now starts shading Barra over towards left center field. The pitch, and Yogi looks at strike one of the outside corner at the letters. Burdett back across the rubber again. Turns his back on Yogi Barra. Showing us that red number 33 that he has worn all six years in Milwaukee. Barra, the left-handed batter with one out and nobody on base. One run across in the fourth inning. Here's a swing and a ground ball to the shortstop's left. Logan over, has the ball. Over to first base. He goes out of that two-way in the fourth. As Barra is tossed out by Johnny Logan. And Yogi now in the series has two hits in six times at bat, hitting at 333. Brings up the first baseman, Bill Scourin, who fly to Bruton in left center field in the second. Bill Scourin who gave the Yankee followers their last ray of hope last fall 
in the ninth inning of the seventh game of the series when he belted a hard shot down the third baseline with the bases jammed. But Matthews turned it into a great play, stepped on third base for a force play, and the series was over. Pitch is too high, and it's ball one and no strikes on Scourin, who missed a few ball games of the series last year because of a bad back. Ball one, no strikes, two outs. Nobody on base. Yankees batting in the fourth, and they trail eight to two. Burdett delivers. Scourin swings and rolls one foul over towards the on-deck hitter, Andy Carey. Ball one and a strike, one count. The shadows are beginning to lengthen now, and they have crossed the first base foul line with the outer fringe of the shadows just reaching the pitcher's mound. Ball one, strike one count. Burdett wheels, deals. The pitch is swung on. There's a high fly ball down the right field foul line. Aaron over towards the stands, and he reaches over, and he cannot make the play. It's in the stands, a foul ball. High twisting foul down the right field line. Aaron moving on the run across the foul line. Reached into the crowd, but that ball landed about two rows into the box seats. And the count on Bill Scourin. Ball one and strike two. One and two the count. Scourin, who was born in Chicago, now in the offseason, lives in Hillsdale, New Jersey. Swings and pops one foul. Out of play. It's still one and two. Scourin now 27 years old. Is appearing in his fourth World Series. And so far in this series, he has two hits and five times at bat, hitting in a 400 clip. Braves lead the Yankees 8-2. to two. New York batting in the fourth. Burdett comes down with a 1-2 pitch. A swing and a miss. Struck him out on a breaking pitch. And that is strikeout number three for Burdett. One run on one hit. The mighty home run by Mickey Mantle. There were no errors and nobody was left on base. The score is Milwaukee 8, the New York Yankees 2. Radio sportscasters all over the country really gave a big play to Warren Spahn's pitching and hitting in yesterday's thriller. And the news of this year's Gillette World Series special, the Gillette one-piece TV razor set for only 79 cents, got a big reception in stores everywhere. Here's a bargain that's a beaut. For just 79 cents, you get the Gillette TV razor, a dispenser of world-famous Gillette blue blades, and handsome styrene travel case. What a money-saving opportunity to replace your old razor with the up-to-the-minute Gillette. And what shaving comfort. Clean, refreshing shaves that stay with you longer, far longer. Convenient, too. One-piece construction gives you instant blade changing and cleaning. Add to all this the extra economy of double edges, and you've got a real value. Look for the display at your favorite store. A solid dollar value with dispenser of Gillette Blue Blades and handy travel case. Your Gillette TV razor costs only 79 cents as long as the supply holds out. The top of the batting order for the Milwaukee Braves in the last half of the fourth inning. It'll be Billy Bruton, Red Shane Deanst, and Eddie Matthews. Bruton hit a home run his first time up over the right field fence and lined out to the shortstop also in the first inning as 10 men went to the plate in that 7-1 barrage by the Braves. And he takes the first pitch low and inside for a ball. Ball one and no strikes. Pitches outside, ball two, two and nothing. 
Bruton now in World Series action has two hits in four times at bat. Two runs batted in. And he's done a mighty fine job for manager Fred Haney. Here's a line drive to right field for a base hit. Billy Bruton hits a line shot to right. And that's hit number eight for the Braves. Hit number three off Johnny Cooks. And Billy Bruton right now is swinging the hottest bat for Milwaukee. He has three hits in five trips. Second baseman Red Shanding stepping into the batter's box. Double to right field in the first inning. Scored a run. And was thrown off by the second baseman in the second. Take over the first base by Johnny Cooks. Crowd yelling go, go, go to Billy Bruton, which is a familiar chant around Milwaukee County Stadium during the regular season. It was until this year when Billy was playing on about a half a knee. Here's the pitch, and there is a bunt fouled off. Strike one count on Red Shandinst and a veteran right-hander, an ex-National Leaguer. The knuckleball artist Murray Dixon is warming up for Casey Stengel in the Yankee bullpen. Murray Dixon. Red Shandinst. Left-handed batter, switch hitter, batting left-handed against the right-hander, Johnny Cooks. With a run on first base and nobody out. Swinging away to the drive to the left field foul line, going over at Seaburn, and he makes a good running catch for the out. Shandings lines out to Norm Seaburn along the left field foul line. Swan away, brings up third baseman Eddie Matthews, who was called out on strikes in the first inning, marking the fourth time that he had struck out in the series. Is only four times at bat. Then in the second, he doubled the left center field. Scored the Braves' eighth run of the ball game. Runner on first base, one out. The pitch to Ed. A swing and a ground ball to the second baseman. Here's the pike to second base. Out. Over to first base. It's not going to be in time. It's the fielder's choice. As Bruton came in hard on Tony Kubak at second base on the relay from Gil McDougal. So that is a fielder's choice. With Bruton forced at second base. Two men are out. The batter is the right fielder, Henry Aaron. Aaron walked in the first, scored, and grounded out to second base in the second. Takes a strike on the outside corner. Strike one. Johnny Cooks leaning over, hands on his knees as he bends from the waist, getting a sign. Throws hard to first base. Matthews goes back. Braves lead the Yankees 8-2 in the last half of the fourth. And the 0-1 pitch. That's outside. Evens the count at ball one and strike one. Ball one, strike one count. The Yankee outfield deep to the left. Bauer's only about 20 feet from the 355 mark in right field. So he's playing back about 335 feet. Last half of the fourth inning. Forty-two-year-old veteran Murray Dixon continues throwing in the Yankee bullpen. He's had a long and a very fine career in the major leagues. Pitch to Aaron, and it's low. There's a runner going. Here's the throw. He is safe at second base. A high throw by Yogi Berra. Forced Gil McDougal to go up off the ground. Came down on the shoulder of Eddie Matthews trying to make the tag. And umpire J. 
John Flaherty of the American League called that one very sharply as he was down on the play. Notice that Matthews' feet were in the bag as McDougal tagged at his shoulders. And that is the first stolen base of the series. With a runner in scoring position on second base and two outs. Johnny Cook stretches. The pitch. A swing and a hard hit ball to the third baseman's left. Nice play. Here's the peg over to first base. And Aaron's out of there. Andy Carey to Bill Scourin to retire the side. In the last half of the fourth, no runs, one hit. No errors. One man was left on base. At the end of the fourth inning, the score is Milwaukee 8, the Yankees 2. Look shot, be shot, be shot, and listen, mister, how are you fixed for Blake? Do you have plenty? How are you fixed for Blake? You better check. Please make sure you have enough, cause a worn out Blake makes shaving mighty tough. How are you fixed for Blake? You better look. Gillette Blue Blake we mean. Let's pause 30 seconds for station identification. For over three generations around the world, Saratoga Vichy has been the Vichy, the real Vichy. Get the yellow label, yellow label, yellow label, yellow label. Saratoga Vichy for living carbonation that never goes flat. For extra dry flavor, get real Vichy, Saratoga Vichy. Say, if you like good sportsmanship, and you like the sporting way they do business at Englitz Motor Sales, 1016 State Street, Schenectady, for the star of the forward look, see Plymouth at Englitz. WGY, WGFM, Schenectady. Come the bat on the top half of the fifth inning. is going to go to a pinch batter. Trailing by six runs. A pinch batter for Johnny Cooks, who is scheduled to hit third, as he still has the right-hander, Murray Dixon, cranking up in the bullpen in right center field. Andy Carey leading off for New York. Number seven here in the batting order, Carey Kubek, and the pitcher is scheduled to hit third. Pitch to Carey is swung on. There's a loping line drive taken by Johnny Logan. And that's one away. Carey, who had struck out in the second, now is 0 for 6 in the series as he loops a line drive at Johnny Logan's knees for the first out. So one pitch and one away in the fifth. Brings up the shortstop, Tony Kubek. Tony went down swinging in the second. Lieutenant batter with a close dance. Holds his bat right on the end. Watching the fidgety right-hander, Loberdet, who fires high, ball one and no strikes. Ball one, no strike count. Braves lead the New York Yankees eight to two. Yankees hopeful to tie the series one game apiece going into Yankee Stadium for the third game on Saturday. And they have an uphill battle on their hands as they trail by six. One and no pitch, swung on a ground ball to the first baseman's right. Torrey scoops it up, throws to Burdett. This is in time and it's two away. Kubek is tossed out. To Louverdet covering. And the pitcher, Johnny Cooks, has moved out of the dugout. He's being called back by Casey Stengel. Cooks has stepped out of the dugout and was about 25 feet towards home plate when he was called back by Casey. So it looks like we're going to get a pinch batter for the pitcher, Johnny Cooks. Johnny Cooks. Worked three and one-third innings. And here is Jerry Lumpy. A left-handed batter. 
Jerry Lumpy, an infielder, coming up to hit for the pitcher, Johnny Cooks. Lumpy appeared in 81 ball games for the Yankees in 1958, batted at 254, had eight doubles, four triples, belted three homers, and drove across 32 runs. A left-handed batter, Lumpy, 6'2", 180-pounder, is 25 years old, born in Lincoln, Missouri, now lives in Springfield. Looks down at the third-base coach, Frank Crosetti. Before he gets set on the batter's box, he crowds home plate, straightaway stance, soaks up about an inch, and takes Burdett's first pitch for a call strike. As Lou Portman on the outside corner, belt high. Strike one count. Two outs, nobody on base. Yankees batting in the fifth. They trail, eight to two. Burdett comes down with the next pitch. Lumpy swings, misses. Strike two on Jerry. Strike two counts. Burnett taking his time. Johnny Cooks worked three and one-third innings, allowed one run on three hits. The pitch is too low, and it's ball one. Uh, Johnny Cooks in his three innings, three and a third innings, didn't walk anybody nor strike out anybody. And the fourth Yankee pitcher will come on to work in the last half of the fifth inning. Murray Dixon. The wind-up fiber depth, the one and two pitch. Lumpy backs away from the ball. It's in close. And the count is even at two and two. A record smashing seven runs were scored by the Braves in the last half of the first inning in World Series action. And they lead eight to two. Burdett's 2-2 pitch. Jerry Lumpy swings and fouls went up into the upper deck on the third base side. And the count remains at ball two and strike two. Ball two and strike two. We have that very ideal weather for this second game of the series. Temperature uh, around 62 degrees. 2-2 pitch. Swung on. He got a piece of that ball, fouled it off, and it's still two and two on Lumpy. Lumpy batting for the pitcher, Johnny Cooks, who, by the way, had one of the three hits off Lou Burdett. Cooks single to right field in the third. Ball two, strike two. Yankees have two runs on three hits. Raise eight runs, eight hits. Here's a swing and a fly ball, stroke back into center field. Or rather, that's right, going back is Billy Bruton, makes the catch over towards left center. And that retires the side. Three up and three down. No runs, no hits, no errors. Nobody left on base. And the score is the Braves eight and the Yankees two. shaving creams to get that clean feeling only a shaving cream shave can give. And the instant lather that's getting the big play these days is Gillette Foamy. It's tops for speed and convenience. 
Just a press of the Gillette foamy nozzle, and there's a creamy snow-white lather right at your fingertips. Lather's so rich, so full-bodied, that a little goes a long way. And the clincher, Gillette Foamy contains K34, the exclusive antiseptic that destroys harmful facial bacteria. Now you can get Gillette Foamy with cool, refreshing menthol added. A three-month supply of either regular or menthol cool foamy costs 79 cents. Well, we go to the last half of the fifth inning, and a 42-year-old veteran right-hander, Murray Dixon, has moved in from the bullpen in right center field to become the fourth Yankee pitcher following Bob Turley, Duke Moss, and Johnny Cooks. And now it's a real sincere pleasure here as we go to the last half of the fifth to turn our play-by-play microphone over to that young fellow from Washington, D.C., the nation's capital, who handles all the broadcasts of the Washington Senators in the American League, Bob Wolf. Thank you very much, Earl Gillespie. The Yankees are hoping that life begins at 40 as far as baseball is concerned as a 42-year-old veteran, Murray Dixon, who is a knuckleball artist, steps out there in the mound. And the first man he'll pitch to will be Wes Covington, who has distinguished himself this afternoon with two singles to center, both of which drove in runs. Pitches have dominated the uh, series as far as hitting is concerned as well as pitching on the Milwaukee side. Uh, They have been completely aided in the uh, hitting department. Warren Spawn yesterday had not only the victory, but he came up with a couple of hits, one drove and a run. And today, Lou Burdett not only is working behind his 8-2 lead, but also he's had a three-run homer this afternoon. On the Yankee side of things, Johnny Cook came through with a single, so the pitches have been uh, taking over the roles usually occupied by many of the other players. And now it's Murray Dixon all set to work as Wes Cummington steps in. So far in the ball game, the Braves have come up with eight hits for their eight runs and an eight to two margin. Can the Yankees come back? That's a big question right now. Covington watches the first pitch. It's wide, it's ball one. This Dixon will keep on throwing knuckleballs most of the time he's out there. That's his big specialty. He's a small, wiry athlete in tremendous condition. 42 years old, he's 5'10", just 150 pounds. He looks in to get the sign now from Yogi Berra. And here's the windup in the next pitch. It's swung on. There's a hard hit ball stabbed by McDougal as he goes to right. Throw a first for the out. A beautiful play by Gil McDougal, who moved quickly to his right, made a one-handed backhand stop of the ball, whipped it over to Scourin to get Covington. And there's one out in the bottom half of hitting number five. McDougal usually uh, shades most batters off to his right, but he had to move quickly to pounce on that one. Batter now is the left-handed swinger, Frank Torrey, who's flied out and has grounded out. Incidentally, it's been a busy afternoon for infielders for both sides. Here goes a fly ball to left center field. Mickey Mantle moves to his right for it, still moving. He's got it. So Torrey is out, flying out to left center to Mantle. And now stepping up will be the catcher for the Braves, Del Crandall, who has walked and has flied out to left field. Yankees whip the ball around the infield. Back it goes to Dixon, who is the fourth New York pitcher of the afternoon, and they're two away in this bottom half of the fifth. The Braves holding an 8-2 lead. Now Crandall steps in, and Dixon flips aside the rosin bat. Murray, all set to work, starts the windup, and the pitch to Crandall is in the dirt, skipping away from Barra for ball one. Different knuckleball pitches uh, throw in different styles. Some uh, use just two fingers to push it off, some three. And all of them are 
uniform in saying that they do not know which way the knuckleball will break, which makes it a very difficult uh, role for the catcher to hold on to him. There's a swing and a miss, and the count now is one and one to Crandall, who steps out for a moment. Uh, now is back in and waiting. He stands there with a three-quarter view of the pitcher. Dixon, fairly rapid worker, starts the windup. Here's the one and one pitch, and there's a swing and a miss for strike two. Ball one, strike two. Sometimes catches very wary of what the knuckleball will do, even warm up the knuckleball uh, pitches before the ball game with a mask on. Here's the one and two pitch, and there's a swing and a miss, and Crandall's on in a strikeout to retire the side. Three up and three down in the bottom half of the fifth inning. And the score at the end of five innings is Milwaukee 8, New York 2. The Gillette Company has been asked to bring you this important public service message. Did you know that your United Community Fund has provided direct health and service to over 72 million people? You can readily see that your gift does its share of making better communities for all of us. The fund raises money for over 27,000 national, state, and local voluntary services. These, in turn, help families in trouble, hospitals, the aged, armed forces and veterans, scouts, and many more. Remember, when you give the United Way, you give countless health and welfare services. You help more people and save more lives than any other way. We move now into the uh, sixth inning. And the leadoff batter for New York is Hank Bauer, the number one spot in the batting order for manager Casey Stengel. Bauer came through with a single in the first inning, and he eventually came around to score one of the uh, two Yankee runs. Mandel's homer provided the other. Bauer, in hitting safely, extended his hitting streak to 16 straight World Series games. Second time around, Hank routed into a double play. The Yankees this afternoon have been limited by Lou Burdett to just two singles and a home run. And now Burdett taking his warm-up tosses prior to Bauer stepping in. You know, actually, uh, it should take a tremendous comeback if the Yankees get back in contention this afternoon, but uh, more surprising comebacks have dotted World Series history in the past. I'll tell you about one very unusual incident just after we take a look at Hank Bauer, who is then all set to go. Burdett looks in to get the sign now. A little breeze is stirred up. Wind still blowing out toward left center. And the first pitch to Bauer is low ball one. Lou Burdett, who, like his uh, fellow pitcher Warren Spawn, has shown that the bat wielded by a pitcher can be in a very important part of winning ball games. Burdett all set to work. It's ball one to Bauer. Here's the windup by Lou. The next pitch on the way. It's over a letter-high fastball, and the count now is one and one. McDougal, Mickey Mantle, following here in the sixth inning. And the score is Milwaukee 8 and the New York Yankees 2. Three hits for New York, eight for the Milwaukee Braves. And we've seen a game which has been full of the extra base blow this afternoon. Now Burdett all set, gets the sign. A one-on-one pitch coming up, and it's an attempted punt which is fouled back. On the count miles, ball one, strike two. Bauer started a move along uh, the line toward first. Got a running start in the bunt, but it was fouled off. Glanced back to the base of the screen. And it's now ball one, strike two to Hank Bauer. Hank steps back in now. The outfield is pulled around toward left for Bauer. And there's a pretty good breeze blowing out toward left center, which should be of help to the right-handed hitters. Burdett, back off the mound, goes to the rosin bag. And now steps up, throws the rubber, gets the sign. 
Bauer in and waiting with a one and two count. Here's the windup, and the pitch on the way is fouled off to the right. This time, Bauer took sort of a half swing. He uh, looked to be a bit uncertain as to whether to go for it or not, and he decided just to meet it, and he clipped it foul. So it was ball one, strike two, as the count holds there. And Burdett again goes back to the rosin bag. The shadow's increasing over the infield this afternoon. Here's the pitch, and it's a strike call to the inside corner. That's Burdett's fourth strikeout. Bauer started a move for that, held back, and Charlie Berry went up with his right arm to signify the strikeout on the strike three. So Bauer out on strikes, and that brings up McDougal, who got on an error in the uh, first inning and grounded out in the third. Gill steps in now, right-handed batter, with one away in this top of the sixth inning, and the score, 8-2, Milwaukee leading. Here's the windup, and the pitch is wide for a ball. Back in 1929, in the Cubs against Athletics World Series, the A's led in the series two games to one. In the fourth game, the Cubs took an eight-to-nothing lead into the last of the seventh inning. But the A's rallied for ten runs and won that ball game ten to eight. So comebacks can happen and have happened in the World Series. Here's the pitch, and it comes in low. It's ball two to Gil McDougal. Ball two to Gil McDougal. With one out in this uh, top half of the sixth inning. Lou Burdett looks in to get the sign from Del Crandall. Now the right-hander starts the windup. Here's the pitch, and it's a called strike. Ball two, strike one. The official scorer has ruled that uh, Bauer, who started a move for that ball, went sufficiently around as the try to move back to make that a swinging strike. McDougal fouls one back. Two and two. Two and two to Gil McDougal. Mickey Mantle on deck. One away. We're in the top of the sixth inning. Now Lou Burdett once again is back off the mound. Two and two to Gil McDougal. Here's the windup by Burdett. The pitch on the way. Swung on. There's a pop-up going into short center. Back goes Shane Deans. He's pulling for it. And Red has it for the out. That means there are two away on this top of the sixth. And the batter now is Mickey Mantle, who has drawn an intentional walk and has hit a home run into the bullpen out there in right center field. Score remains 8-2 in favor of Milwaukee. Now here's Mantle, who is batting left-handed against Lou Burdett. Stepping in. Big, powerful shoulders as he gets set there in the batter's box. The outfield is playing him deep. And now Mantle uh, steps out for just a moment. Mickey back in. Burdett gets the side from Crandall. And uh, now decides to step back to get a little more rosin. Lose. Eric Gillespie has told you is a fidgety pitcher, and this time Mantle steps out on him, so there's a battle of nerves going on. Now both are ready. Here comes the pitch, and it's over for a called strike. Strike one to Mickey Mantle. Beautiful afternoon for baseball. And another capacity crowd is here witnessing this game in Milwaukee. Strike one, the count to Mantle. 
There's a high hopper going out to Shane Deanst at second. He's up with it. They throw to Torrey, and Randall will drive to retire the side. So on the sixth, there are three up and three down. And the score after the top half of the sixth inning, Milwaukee eight and New York two. The fans have had a lot to sound off about today. Me too. Telling you about Gillette's one-piece TV razor that's bargain priced at just 79 cents. 79 cents gets you not only a Gillette one-piece razor, but also a dispenser of Gillette blue blades with the sharpest edges ever honed and a neat compact travel case. What a bargain. Get in on real shaving comfort. Clean, refreshing shaves that stay with you far longer. The Gillette TV razor is made all in one piece. Gives you instant blade changing and cleaning. Double edges save you money on blades. This is a regular $1 value, but as a World Series special, it's yours for only 79 cents. Stop at a neighborhood store and get your Gillette TV razor before they're all gone. In the bottom half of the uh, sixth inning, Johnny Logan, who has singled across two runs and grounded out, steps up for the third time to face Murray Dixon who came on in the fifth and retired the Braves in order. Logan has proved to be uh, quite a clutch ball player all season for the Milwaukee Braves. Has not hit for a high average, but he always seems to pop up with that big hit when it's needed. Dixon all set to work. There's the uh, windup, and the pitch on the way is inside for ball one to Johnny Logan. Dixon is only four months younger than the oldest player in the series, a teammate in a slaughter. Ball won the count to Logan. Here it comes. And Johnny watches carefully. The pitch comes in low for ball two. Dixon, with the Yankee pitching staff crippled in mid-August, was purchased as a reinforcement from Kansas City. There's the windup. Here's the next pitch to Logan. And there goes a high pop-up to the left side of the infield. Carey shielding his eyes from the sun, waiting for it. And he's got it. Oh, Logan pops up to the third baseman, Andy Carey. And that brings up Lou Burnett. And Lou comes up very quickly from the dugout. He came trotting up to get the bat in the on-deck circle and draws a fine hand here in Milwaukee. Lou Burnett, who has been a Yankee tamer in the past series, is taming him this afternoon with a three-hitter and has also uh, chipped in with a three-run homer to uh, personally drive in more runs today than he has yielded. Here's the first pitch coming up to Lou. He fouls it back for strike one. Murray Dixon has been throwing that knuckler for many years. He pitched against the Yankees 15 years ago in the 1943 series. And not a single member of that Yankee club is still playing. There's a uh, high foul going toward the seats. Vera's is giving chase, and it is back in about five or six rows. So that makes it strike two to Lou Burnett who uh, has picked up the mask for Yogi Berra and hands it to Yogi as he comes back after his futile chase. There's one away. We're in the bottom half of the sixth inning, and the Braves lead 8-2, to two, having started out the afternoon with a big seven-run first inning, a World Series record after the Yankees had scored in the top of the first. Here's the pitch. Burnett sends a hard ground ball to Carey just inside the line. The throw to first is low, but taken by Scourin just off the ground, and Burnett is out. So that means there are 
two away. And here's a fellow who has been making headlines in this series, Bill Bruton, who won yesterday's ball game with his 10th inning base hit. And this afternoon stepped up in the first inning with the Yankees in front, 1-0, and Bruton, the leadoff batter, sent a homer up into the seats beyond that right field fence to tie the ball game, and that opened up the gates as the Braves continued. There's the pitch, and it's a called strike to Bruton. After that, Bruton battled again in the first inning, uh, sent a liner, which Kubek snared for the out, and in the fourth, Bruton again singled this time to right. Here's the pitch, and it comes in wide, and the count now is one and one to Bruton, with two away in the bottom half of the sixth inning. Murray Dixon back off the mouth a moment, looks around at his defensive alignment. The outfield is playing almost straight away for Bruton. Mantle just a bit to right center. The pitch swung on. There's a line drive in the center field for a base hit. Bruton does it again. What a series he's having. A single to center field for Bill Bruton, who is really having a time here in this World Series. And that brings up the old veteran Red Shane Deanst, who was doubled, grounded out, and lined out. That's hit number nine for the Milwaukee Braves, and Bruton's third in this game. He's on first with two away. Shane Deans the batter. There's a throw to first base by Dixon, and Bruton gets back to the bat. Folks set up a clamor every time that Bruton gets on base, urging him to go. Takes a good-sized lead. There's a pitch for a call strike to Shane Deans because he went up on the back just a bit for it. Uh, Bruton bluffed moving on to second, but put on the brakes there. And it's strike one to Shane Deans. Shane Deans choked far up in the bat. He's batting left-handed against Murray Dixon. Now Bruton again edges off first base. Dixon throws over, and Bruton gets back to the bag. It's always worrisome to the uh, pitcher and catcher and infielders when a man like Bruton is on base. Here's the pitch. It comes in low. And Shane Deans again steps out of the batter's box. The count now is one and one. Two outs. Bruton on first. The Braves... Scored seven runs in the first inning to wipe out a, a one-run Yankee lead. And Milwaukee added another run in the second. Yankees added one more in the fourth. All set for the pitch. Here it comes. And it's inside. Count now two balls. Strike one to Shane Deans. You can hear that hum throughout the crowd when Bruton got on base. And every time that Dixon is set to pitch, the same chant of go, go, go starts swelling from the uh, capacity crowd here in Milwaukee. Bruton again starts to uh, move off. Dixon with the stretch and the pause. They look toward first and another throw to first base and Bruton gets back. That's one of the great advantages of having a good, quick base runner. He keeps that pitcher on edge and also he keeps the pitcher thrown over there toward first. Another throw to first base and uh, Dixon is pitching quite a ball game over to Scourin right now as Bruton takes that big lead. Two balls, strike one to Shane Deans. The pitch comes in low, and it's now three and one. And so, with the uh, worry about Bruton over there, the count now is mounted to three and one to Red Shane Deans. With two outs in this bottom half of the sixth inning. Bruton again edges off. Three and one the count. The pitch is a called strike. This time, Barrett cocked his arm as he bluffed the throw to first base, and Bruton got back to the bag. Three and two, and this time, Bruton will be moving as it's three and two with two outs in this bottom half of the sixth inning. 
So the crowd has been shouting for Bruton to go. We'll see you moving on the next pitch. Shane Deeds digs it at the plate. All set once again. There he goes. Now there's a high fly ball to deep right field. Bauer is back. He's got it to retire the side. In the bottom half of the sixth inning, total show, no runs, one hit, no errors, and one left. And the score at the end of six innings, Milwaukee 8, New York 2. Hello there, everybody. I'm Mel Allen with a giant offer from Papermate that tops them all. Listen, how'd you like a genuine Papermate pen free? How'd you like a genuine Papermate refill free? Sound good? Well, that's exactly what you get. Free pen, free refill. When you buy Papermate's famous two-tone pen at the regular $1.69 price. What a bargain. As it says right on the special Papermate display... You get a two-tone pen worth $1.69, plus an extra silver tip refill worth $0.49, plus a retractable schoolmate utility pen worth $0.39. A $2.57 value, all three for only $1.69. How about that? A $2.57 value for only $1.69. Look for the special Papermate display at stores everywhere. Buy your two-tone pen at regular price, get an extra pen, an extra refill, free from Papermate. This sensational offer is limited. So hurry and get your free Papermate pen and free refill now. The seventh inning is coming up. Norm Seaburn will lead off for the New York Yankees against Lou Burdett. And the lights have gone on here in Milwaukee. Seaburn went in in the uh, first inning, late in the first inning defensively. When Elston Howard uh, jammed his knee going up against the fence in an attempt to bring in that home run hit by Lou Burdett over the wall. And now Seaburn is all set to step in. In the seventh, the New York Yankees are trailing 8-2, and thus far, the Braves have nine hits and the New York Yankees but three. Seaburn is a left-handed batter. In there now, Burdett looks in to get the sign, and we're all set to go. First, a little rosin for Burdett. He likes to keep those fingers nice and dry. Now he's set. Seabrain and waiting. Here's the windup, and the pitch is over for a called strike. Seabrain is 25 years old. He's a tall fellow, 6'3", 205 pounds. Burdett again back to the rosin bag. Tugs at his cap. Now looks in. He's all set with a strike one count. Here's the pitch. And there he goes, a high fly ball to left field. Covington moves in about three or four feet. He's waiting, and he has it for a routine out in the top half of the seventh inning. The batter is Yogi Berra, who twice has been forced by Burdett to hit that ball into the ground. Once for a double play in the first inning, and in the fourth, he grounded out again. Burdett has the uh, faculty with that sinker pitch of his and that screwball keeping the ball low to keep the New Yorkers hitting that ball into the dirt. And so far, has been most effective in doing so. Now Barry in and waiting with one out on the top half of the seventh. There's the windup by Burdett. The pitch is high for a ball. Charlie Berry is calling with the plate here in the second game. Gorman, Flaherty, and Barlick on the bases, and Umont on the left field line, and Joukowsky in the right field line. Burdett flips aside the rosin bag, starts the windup. The pitch to Yogi Berra. Misses the outside corner, and it's now ball two. Burdett has shown fine control this afternoon, and the only walk that he issued was an intentional walk. 
That came in the first inning, and he managed to get out of that frame with only one run scoring, despite the fact that the sacks were loaded with nobody out. Here's the next pitch to Barra, and it's on the inside corner for a called strike. So it's now ball two, strike one to Yogi Barra. One out, we're in the seventh inning. And on deck, it's Bill Scourin. The last Yankee hit was Mantle's homer leading off the fourth inning. Barra sends a high foul ball, which is going into the uh, seats outside the right field line. And the Yankees are warming up to another pitcher, Tom Sturdivant. Yogi Barra steps back in now with the uh, two and two count. One away. We're in the top half of the seventh inning. And Burdett on the mound. Score, 8-2. The Milwaukee Braves are leading. The pitch. There's a high fly ball to left near the line. Covington moving to his right. Can't get it. The ball lands just a bit outside the line, about two or three feet outside the line. Covington uh, crossed the line by about a foot or so and tried to make a backhand uh, catch of the ball. Uh, couldn't quite do it. And so Yogi Berra, who was moving along the first baseline, comes back, gets the bat, and now is paused outside the batter's box as he uh, maintains a life up there at the plate with the count holding at two and two. One out and seven. Cordette again to the rosin bag. Now Lou looks in to get the sign from Crandall. The outfield is playing a Barra, pulled around toward right, but not too far. The pitch, there goes a fly ball to right center field. Aaron is moving to his right, going toward his boot for the center field and takes it. Bill Bruton, who was moving to his left, Hank Aaron to his right, and the center field of Bruton made the haul in about 15 or 20 feet from the fence out there in right center for out number two. It was a fine catch by Bill Bruton, who has already made the offensive headlines this afternoon with three hits. Both fielders that time were moving toward each other. As it appeared that Barra might have hit the alley, but it was up high enough for the catch to be made. Here's Scourin, two away in the seventh, and it's a called strike. Scourin is fly to center, he struck out. They're two away in the seventh inning. And Burdett is rolling along up to this point. The pitch swung on. It's a high hopper over the pitcher's head. Logan feels a near second. Throws to first for the out. Now retired in the seventh in order. And the score at the top half of the seventh inning. Milwaukee 8, New York 2. Hi, Harv. Folks, Harvey Keene, one of the great hitters in baseball. The third leading hitter in the American League has just come by. Good to see you, Harvey. Uh, good to be here, Bob. Harvey, that was some first inning, wasn't it? Uh, those Braves really descended on the Yankee pitches. What happened there? Well, uh, I believe that uh, Bob Turley's uh, control got off a little bit, Bob. Uh, he couldn't get the curveball over, couldn't get his changeup over. And he had it coming with a fastball, and, uh, well... As you can see, uh, the base hits were all over the ballpark. They certainly were that. Let me ask you a question, Harvey. Uh, when the series moves back to Yankee Stadium, do you think that the New York ballpark will be an aid to the Yankees or the Braves? Well, I believe it will be an aid to the Yankees, uh, Bob, because they're used to the ballpark, they're used to the shadows, and that uh, right field fence over there is just what they're looking for. Say, Harvey, have you heard about Gillette's World Series special? Who hasn't after yesterday's game? Well, Harvey, here's one for you. Thanks, Bob. I've always been a Gillette man, and I'll use this on my travels. 
Today, for just 79 cents, you can have a modern Gillette one-piece razor. This money-saving offer includes a dispenser of Gillette blue blades and a handy travel case. The World Series special is going fast. Get yours now for only 79 cents while they last. Harvey Keen, thanks for stopping by. Thank you, Bob. Here now is Ed Matthews in the bottom half of this seventh inning. Matthews is one for three so far. He doubled in the second. Murray Dixon on the mound, and the pitch to Matthews swung on as a hard foul outside of first. There's a ground foul for strike one. The attendance remains the same. 46,367. So everybody who can get in here is maneuvered in. And it's jammed in. They're seeing a ball game in which the Braves have been dominating on the mound and at the plate. 8-2 is the score. The pitch to Matthews comes in wide. On the count now is 1-1. One one. Matthews, Aaron, and Covington. So Dixon will have his work cut out for him in the bottom half of this seventh inning. One and one. Matthews waiting. Here's the uh, windup now. The pitch. A knuckler, which is fouled back. And it's now ball one, strike two. Ball one, strike two to Matthews. The hits have been very well distributed throughout the uh, Braves batting order this afternoon. Here's the one and two pitch. And there's another foul on a knuckleball, which is back behind home plate. One of the important attributes of throwing the uh, knuckleball is the uh, proper length of the fingernails. And if you uh, take a look at the boys who practice the knuckler, you'll see that they keep the fingernails just a bit longer than usual to protect that friction from uh, pushing the ball off the top of their fingertips. Here's the one and two pitch coming up. And it comes in wide for a ball. So it's two and two to Matthews. I recall a one-ball game in which a knuckleball pitcher disappeared between innings. They finally got him up out of the uh, locker room. What he was doing down there with a fingernail file, he was uh, whittling down one of the fingernails, which was just a bit too long. Here's the uh, next pitch, and there's a high pop-up along the first baseline. Bill Scourin near the bag is waiting for it. He's got it, and Matthews is out. So there's one away in the bottom of the seventh. And Hank Aaron, who has walked and grabbed that twice, is coming up now to see what he can do against the 42-year-old knuckleball ace, Murray Dixon. Dixon had a season record of 10 wins and 7 defeats and an earned run average of 3.78. He was back in the uh, World Series with the Cardinals in 43 and 46. Here's the pitch to Aaron, and it comes in low for a ball. Ball one to Aaron. On deck is Wes Covington. The uh, big splurge for the Milwaukee Braves came in the first two innings. Here's the next pitch. And it comes in low. On the count now is ball two to Hank Aaron. The outfield finds Seaburn playing just about a foot or so from the cinder path out there in deep left. And Mantle is playing a very deep center. There's still a good breeze which is blowing out there toward left center field. As Dixon, set once again, gets the sign, 2-0, the count to Aaron. The pitch swung on, it's a big high hopper going out to Carey. He has to wait for it to come down, and he makes no throw as Aaron goes racing across first base. 
Hank thought of that one into the dirt so hard that it went up in the air about uh, 40 feet. And by the time it came down in Carey's mitt, Aaron was across first without a throw, and he's on there with a single. So Hank Aaron extends his consecutive series streak to uh, nine games now. And the batter is Wes Cummington. Knowing that Aaron could race down the line as he did. Carey saw it was just futile to even attempt the throw. Aaron leads off first. Covington swings as a line drive to short right. Bauer comes in. He can't get it. It's in in front of him from base head. Aaron is on the way to third. There's a throw. It's too late. It skips off Carey, but he goes back to pick it up. And so Aaron can't move from the third to home. And Wes Covington holds at first base with his third hit of the afternoon. And the Braves are swinging those bats today. They're putting on a tremendous display of hitting. And now we'll have Felix Mantilla running for Covington at first, and Covington gets a big hand as he leaves the ball game. now takes over as a uh, pinch runner. Aaron is on third. Mantilla is on first. And the batter is Frank Torrey with one out. Men on first and third. And the Braves threatening to add more in the run column. The uh, first pitch comes in high. So it's ball one to uh, Torrey. Well, we may anticipate Andy Papko going uh, back in the ball game in the left field. We'll see what manager Fred Haney does when the uh, Braves go out defensively. Torrey the batter, ball one the count, and the next pitch comes in high for ball two. Out of the bullpen for New York, Zach Monroe is now warming up. With men on first and third. There's one away. Torrey the batter, 2-0 oh the count. Stretching the pause by Dixon. The pitch. Torrey swings at the base into right field. A sharp drive going to the right field corner. Aaron comes in to score. Mantilla goes into third. And Torrey with a sharp drive to right is on first base as the Braves score again. Andy Popko is cutting across the outfield going out to the bullpen to warm up now for defense duty. Torrey with the third hit in a row off the Yankee knuckleball pitcher Murray Dixon has driven Aaron across the plate from third and moved Mantilla from first to third and the Braves now lead nine to two in this bottom half of the seventh with the situation remaining the same and on first and third one out and the batter is Del Crandall who has walked fly to left and struck out. Dixon's pitch swung on as a fly ball is deep center. Mantle is back waiting, makes the catch. Here's the tag up on Montilla. He'll score easily as the throw goes to second. Crandall with a sacrifice fly. Drives in the second run of the uh, seventh inning. And that means that Torrey is held at first with two away. As Johnny Logan, who is one for three and two RBIs, steps in. Milwaukee is now leading ten to two, with two runs across in the seventh. Logan the batter, two outs. Torrey is on first. 
pitch. Comes in low for a ball. And an exchange of baseballs as uh, Charlie Berry at the plate obliges. Well, these Braves have been swinging that bat this afternoon with 12 hits and uh, 10 runs and a commanding eight-run lead. Logan the batter, ball on the count. The pitch is fouled off to the right, going uh, deep in the seats. On the count now is one and one to Logan. Torrey is on first. That was Frank's first hit, coming on his fourth time up. All set for the next pitch, one and one the count. And uh, Logan swings and misses, here to be just a bit fooled on a pitch which was tight on him. On the count now is ball one, strike two. Ball one, strike two. Logan steps back in. Dixon with the stretch and the pause. The pitch swung on. There's a pop-up, which is drifting just a bit foul outside of first, and Bill Scourin is there to make the catch in foul territory and retire the side. In the uh, bottom half of the seventh inning, the total show two runs. There were three hits, no errors, and one is left. The score at the end of seven innings, Milwaukee 10, New York 2. This is WGY, WGFM, Schenectady. What a difference the real Vichy makes. Saratoga Vichy, extra dry flavor, living carbonation. And because it's alkaline, Saratoga Vichy helps assure a clearer head in the morning. Is actually good for you. Get the yellow light, yellow light, yellow light, yellow light. Saratoga Vichy, the real Vichy. In the world of sports, we all look forward to the World Series. And in the automotive world, everyone looks to Plymouth, the star of the forward look. See Plymouth at Anglert's Motor Sales, 1016 State Street, Schenectady. In the eighth inning, Andy Pafko takes over in left field. Coming up now for the New York Yankees, a pinch hitter, Dina Slaughter. Dina Slaughter will bat for Carey. So Ina Slaughter, who is also 42 and a left-handed batter, steps in now to face Lou Burdett, and he takes high for ball one. We're in the uh, top of the eighth inning, and Lou Burdett has retired 12 in a row since Mickey Mantle hit a home run. That was the last Yankee hit to lead off the fourth inning. Ina Slaughter waiting. Here's the pitch. And it's over for a called strike. The count is one and one to Slaughter, who is batting for Carey. Enos is the oldest player in the series. However, he is not the oldest to play in a World Series. John P. Quinn was more than 45 years old when he pitched for the A's against the Cardinals in 1930. There is a pitch for a ball. It's ball two, strike one. But old country Slaughter has just completed his 21st Major League season since 
he joined the famous Gas House Gang Cardinals of 1938. And this past year, he hit 304, which is exactly his lifetime major league average. Ball two, strike one. Here's the pitch, and it's a called strike. Count now is two and two to uh, Slaughter. In this eighth inning. On deck is Tony Kubek. And then we may see another of Casey Stengel's reserves up off the bench. Burdett back off the mound. He is using the uh, rosin rather liberally this afternoon. Now flips the bag to the side, toes the rubber, gets the side from Crandall. It's two and two to Slaughter. Here's the pitch. And there's a hopper going out to the second baseman. Shane needs to find play. There's a throw to first for the out. Red had to move quickly to his left and come in a bit and executed it in excellent style to get Slaughter. And there's one away in this top of the eighth inning. Now Tom Sturdivant has uh, come out to warm up. And Zach Monroe is also throwing. As Tony Kubek steps in and takes ball one. Kubek is struck out and he's grounded out. One away in the eighth, and Burdett has been rolling along since the fourth inning. Here comes the pitch, and it's a breaking pitch over for a call strike. Count now is one and one. You may recall that yesterday, Warren Spawn finished up his game with a flourish getting progressively better as the game progressed. There's a pitch over for a called strike. It's now ball one, strike two. Well, Burdett is pitching the same sort of a game this afternoon. His shakiest inning was the first. He got out of a jam with the bases loaded and nobody out with only one run coming across. And since that time, he's yielded but a single in the third and a homer in the fourth. And uh, since that time has been uh, not hit for any base hits. There's a grounder going out to Torrey. First baseman takes it, goes to the bag. And Kubek is out number two. So there are two away in the uh, top of the eighth. And the Yankees now send up another pinch hitter. Thronberry will bat for Dixon. Uh, Thronberry is a power hitter. A left-handed batter, and he comes in as a pinch hitter here in the eighth. So Marv Thronberry is up there. Here's Burdett's pitch, and there's a swing on this for strike one. Thronberry will take that big cut, and he's one of those players that if he gets wood on him, he can uh, sail it a long way. He hit 227 this past year and 150 at-bats. That included seven homers and 19 RBIs. Strike one, the count. Here it comes. And the pitch comes in high, and the count now is one and one to Thornberry. Well, the Yankees have been making uh, liberal use of their bench, hoping to do something against Burdett, but Lou just keeps rolling along. And uh, so far, Burdett has driven in more runs today than he has yielded, with a big uh, three-run homer, climaxing a tremendous first inning for the Braves, in which they scored seven runs. Thornberry up there with two outs, nobody on, and this eighth inning. Burdett again back to the rosin bag. Now we're all set. One and one the count. Here's the pitch. And a swing and a miss. Ball one strike two. Burdett with his momentum coming uh, 
up with that pitch to the plate, usually comes right down off the pitching mound after executing this follow-through. So the count now is one and two to Thronberry, left-handed batter. The wind-up and the pitch, there's a high foul that's back out of play, and the count holds at one and two to Thronberry as a new baseball goes out to the mound. 10-2, the Milwaukee Braves lead the New York Yankees as we come down the home stretch of this game. Burdett back off the mound. Now he smooths the dirt in front of the pitching runner. Looks and they get the sign. Here's the pitch. And it's a swing and a miss. Thronberry goes down swinging. In the eighth, three up and three down. And the score after the top half of the eighth inning remains Milwaukee 10, New York 2. Well, some of these veterans seem to keep rolling along. For example, Red Shandings. He just seems to have good year after good year. Got a big hit today. You know, getting the redhead from the Giants last year was one of the best trades the Braves ever made. Deals like that don't come along every day. But here's one you can get in on if you act fast. For a limited time, you can buy a Gillette one-piece TV razor set for only 79 cents. Just listen to what you get. A modern, precision-engineered Gillette razor, plus a dispenser of Gillette blue blades, plus a handsome styrene travel case. For 79 cents, it's the shaving buy of the year. Clean, refreshing shaves. Downright comfortable shaves are fast and easy with this up-to-the-minute Gillette one-piece razor. Double edges, too, give you extra savings on blades. A real value? You said it. And they're going fast. So hustle over to your nearest store and get the Gillette TV razor set. The razor, dispenser of Gillette blue blades, handy travel case, a dollar value, only 79 cents. Yankees have two more changes. Bobby Richardson goes in at third base. Fine defensive player. And on the mound, it's Zach Monroe. And this is the bottom half of the eighth inning coming up. Monroe is the fifth pitcher that the Yankees have used attempting to stop the Braves today. And here's Newbert coming up. big afternoon. He's excelled in all departments and has yielded but one walk. That was the intentional walk to Mickey Mantle in the first inning. So Lou Burdett now steps in. He's had a three-run homer and has grounded out twice. Zach Monroe, a right-hander, delivers, and the first pitch is a called strike one to Burdett. Monroe is a six-footer. He's 200 pounds and is 27 years old. Here it comes, and Burdett swings and fouls one back for strike two. Lou Burdett, who has retired the last 50 New York Yankees in a row, is up there now with a two-strike count and a 10-2 lead in this bottom half of the eighth inning. Monroe on the mound. Starts the windup. 
And the pitch to Burdett is swung on and missed for strike three. So Zach Monroe starts off with a strikeout in his first World Series appearance. And here's a fellow who's done a big job for the Milwaukee Braves. Yesterday at the game-winning hit, today led off with a homer which tied the ball game, and the Milwaukee Braves went on to score seven in the first inning. Bill Bruton, who was three hits today. First pitch is a called strike. Uh, Earl Gillespie was remarking right after the ball game yesterday that wasn't it something that Bruton, who saw last year's uh, series from a hospital bed, proved to be the man who got the big blow yesterday. There's a pitch coming in low. Cottonmouths one and one. Bruton in the uh, leadoff spot has homered today, and he has two singles in his last two times up. Three for four. Monroe all set to work. Here's the uh, windup, and the right-hander delivers. There's a foul back behind home plate. So it's ball one, strike two. All the Yankees right now trailing by a 10-2 margin are thinking now, I'm sure, about uh, what will happen when they get back home. The Yankees have been two down in two previous series. 1922 against the Giants. Yanks lost the first second game. Second game was a tie. And the Yanks lost three more in a row. Here's the uh, pitch coming in wide for a ball. It's two and two. In 1956, the Dodgers won the first two games, but the Yankees came back to take the series in seven games. Ball three, three and two now. Three and two to Bruton with one out in this bottom half of the eighth inning. Now Monroe all set to work. Here's the windup, and the three and two pitch is low, ball four, and Bruton draws a walk. So we should hear that crowd clamor once again as Bruton usually arouses the folks with his uh, lead off there at first and his great speed, which has been slightly diminished by his knee operation, but it seems to be coming back. Although he can't uh, lift the uh, injured leg quite as high up as he used to in running. Here's Shane Deinst, and the pitch is wide for a ball. There's one out and one on. Zach Monroe on the mound made a great impression at the Yankees Instructional School before training camp opened last spring. He was called up from the minors on June 15th and spotted effectively ever since. There's a throw to first base, and Bruton gets back to the bag. Among other pitches, Monroe throws a palm ball. For the Yankees this year, he won four, lost two. A look toward the runner. The pitch to Shane Deinst is over for a called strike. On the count now is one and one to Red, with one out and one on in this bottom half of the eighth inning. Yankees have had three hits against Burdett, and Milwaukee 12 against an assortment of New York pitchers. Bruton again leads. He's moving. Shane Dean sends a long fly ball to right near the line. Bauer is going for it. He can't get it. It's in bad territory. It skips off Bauer's shoulder up over the low box seat railing and into the seats for a ground rule double. 
Hank Bauer came in, attempted a uh, sliding shoestring catch with a ball which landed just inside the right field line. The stands shot out close to the line at that point. And the ball skipped off Bauer into the seats for a ground rule double. Bruton, who was moving on the play, is halted at third. And uh, without that ground rule double, there is a very strong probability that Bruton could have come all the way. All oh, that brings up Ed Matthews. The Braves threatening to score again with men on third and second and one out. And the pitch to Matthews is inside for a ball. Matthews has one for four this afternoon. Here's the next pitch to Matthews, and it comes in wide for ball two. All of the Braves in the starting lineup have hit safely this afternoon, except Del Crandall, but he came through with a sacrifice fly. So it's been a team effort this afternoon for Milwaukee. Ball two to Matthews with men on third and second and one out. Monroe, right-hander, looks in to get the sign from Barrow. Here's the uh, windup and the pitch. And there goes a line drive to left field for a base hit. Burton is coming to the score. Shane Deast is on the way. It's a throw to the plate. It's late. And Shane Deast scores two. Matthews is on first base. And the crowd once again is up on its feet cheering. We interrupt to advise you that the WRGB television transmitter has been having trouble and the television station expects to uh, resume operations and be on the air momentarily. As Matthews just drives in two more, Bruton and Sheendings, he's on first base, the batter is Aaron. Here's the pitch, and there goes a base hit to right field. Matthews, rounding second on the way to third, Bauer comes up with the ball, he throws into second base, Matthews goes into third, standing up, and Aaron is on first. And the Braves continue this power-laden attack. Set to go, Monroe on the mound. Delivers, 
Pafko swings, has a fly ball to deep center. Mantle is there waiting, makes the catch. Matthew tags, he'll score easily as Mickey throws to second base. A sacrifice fly for Andy Pafko. Milwaukee has now scored three in this bottom of the eighth. They lead 13 to two over New York. And Frank Torrey is at the plate. His single in the seventh also drove in a run. Hank Aaron is on first. And they're two away. Torrey the batter. Here's the pitch. And there's a foul going back out of play. Strike one. To Frank Torrey and the foul back. Aaron on first, there are two outs. We're in the bottom half of the eighth inning as the Braves continue to maul the New York Yankees this afternoon. Monroe, all set to work, looks in to get the sign from Yogi Berra. On first base, Aaron takes his lead. The pitch to Torrey comes in low. On the count now is one and one. Well, this tremendous burst of runs this afternoon certainly have given the Milwaukee fans a lot to crow about here in their own stadium. One and one. And there goes a foul off to the left going toward the seats. Ball one, strike two. The Yankees have announced that Don Larson will pitch when they open up again in New York. Turley uh, was around just for a short spell this afternoon. And since then, there has been a procession of Yankee pitches. It's ball one, strike two to Torrey. Aaron on first. A look toward the runner and the pitch. And there's a foul going off toward the uh, New York Yankee dugout, which is on the third base side. So the count holds at ball one, strike two to Torrey. On first base, Aaron. And the Braves have had big inning after big inning this afternoon. But the biggest was their first when they scored seven runs to vault out in front. Here's the one and two pitch. And there's a ground ball. McDougal moves to his right, comes up with it, makes the throw to first for the out to retire the side. Well, seven men batted in the bottom half of the eighth inning. And the totals in this frame show for the Milwaukee Braves, three runs, three hits, no errors, and one left. The score at the end of eight, Milwaukee 13, New York 2. short supply. So hurry and get
We'd like to announce for just a moment that the difficulty at the WRGB television transmitter has been corrected, and Channel 6 WRGB is now back on the air. Now back to the ball game. By the Yankees against the Giants back on October 2nd of 1936. So the Braves are shy of that number, but they have rung up 13 runs today on 15 hits. Bauer is one for three as he faces Burdett in this ninth inning. Hank has one of the uh, three hits off Lou, and the first pitch comes in high for a ball. Well, the Yankees started out this afternoon as if this were to be their day. A single, an error, and a walk loaded the sacks. But that proved to be the uh, only Yankee threat up to this point. A run scored in that frame, and then Mantles Homer accounted for the other. Ball one to Bauer, leading off the ninth. And the next pitch is inside, ball two. To recap, all of the uh, scoring for the Braves and all of their hitting is a monumental project, which uh, I'm sure the Milwaukee fans would savor and will be uh, talking about for some time to come. The pitch is low, and it's ball three to Bauer. And now Burdett is in danger of snapping his streak at 15 in a row and in danger of also yielding his first walk today, although he has given up one, which was an intentional walk to Mantle in the first inning. Here's the uh, three-and-all pitch. Ball, hold it, a called strike as Bauer started to go to first base. And as Charlie Berry's hand went up, Bauer took another look and moved back in the batter's box. So Hank almost coaxed that one, but not quite. It's ball three, strike one. Now Burdett starts the windup. Here it comes. And there's a high foul, which is going back over our heads. On the count now is three and two to Bauer. Hank. Now uh, is outside the batter's box for the moment, as Charlie Berry is giving the uh, plate a bit of a dusting. Now Bauer moves back in. Burdett back off the mound for the moment. Decides to go to the rosin bag. Count now is three and two. Here's the windup by Lou. The pitch. There goes a long fly ball to deep left field near the line. Papko is going back. It is a home run. Hank Bauer setting a home run up over the left field fence. Is trotting around the bases. And the Yankees had another run snapping the Burdett streak at 15 in a row as Bauer gets his second hit of the afternoon. A home run to left. And that brings up Gil McDougall. Well, Bauer also had a two-run homer yesterday in the fifth inning. So it's his second homer of the series. Gil McDougall takes ball one. Scores now Milwaukee 13 and the Yankees 3. Incidentally, the Yankees, as far as the uh, scoring is concerned, yesterday had all their runs on homers. There's a drive in the left off Gil McDougall's bat, and it's in there for a base hit as McDougall singles in front of Andy Papkall. And now the Yankees have had uh, two hits in a row. Juan Pizarro is starting to throw out there in the 
Milwaukee bullpen as Mickey Mantle steps in. All of the uh, runs from New York yesterday were on homers. And two of their three this afternoon have been on homers. Mantle and Bauer. McDougal on first with a single to left. There's nobody out. And we're in the ninth. A swing and a miss by Mantle. He uh, really gave that one away. Ball strike one. The Yankees have left only one runner so far on base. Only the Dodgers and Larson's perfect game left fewer. They have nobody on. Strike one to Mantle. The pitch, a swing and a miss. And Mickey again took that big cut, which evoked this roar from the fans here in Milwaukee, as he obviously was going for the fences. So it's strike two to Mantle. McDougal on first, nobody out in the ninth inning. And it's a 13-3 ball game with the Braves holding a big 10-run lead. Mantle hitting left-handed against Burdett in and waiting. Two strikes to count. Has a look toward first. The pitch. There goes a fly ball to deep left center field. Pato is going back. He's in the center pass. Still moving back. He jumps. Can't get it. It's a home run. Over the fence of left center is Mickey Mantle. It's a home run. Scoring Gil McDougal in front of him. Well, the Yankees, showing their home run might, are putting on a ninth-inning chapter here in which they have now uh, scored three runs. And it's now 13-5. to Mantle is hit two in this game, barrel one. The batter now is Norm Seaver. Lou Burnett, with nobody out in the ninth inning, starts the windup. And the pitch swung on. There's a line drive to short right. Aaron comes in. Can't get it. And it's in there for a base hit. I came rushing in that time and reached far over. It just was about a half a foot in front of him. It glanced up off his glove, but it was in there for a hit for Seaburn. And the battle now is Yogi Berra, as New York has come up with four hits in a row to lead off the ninth. Yogi Berra up there. Norm Seaman on first to score the ball game. Milwaukee 13, the New York Yankees 5, and there's nobody out. Seaburn on with a single. Barra takes a call strike. Lou Burdett, who was rolling along here and apparently had this one all locked up, still has a most convincing lead. However, all of a sudden the Yankees have come storming back. And Don McMahon, the ace relief artist, fastballer of the Braves, is now warming up. As the Yankees have come up with a homer, a single, a two-run homer, another single. Barra swings and misses. And it's strike two. The Yankees, noted for their home run strength this afternoon, have had three homers, two by Mantle, one by Bauer. And in the uh, first inning for the Braves, Bruton and Burdett had homers. All set to go, two strikes to Berra. Here's the pitch, and there is a foul coming back out of play, and the count holds at strike two. 
Yogi Berra, outside the batter's box, now steps in. With the score, 13-2 going into the ninth, the Yankees have scored three runs. To make it 13-5, Berra sends a fly ball on a short right. Shane Deist is going back, Aaron in, Aaron calls for it, and the right fielder has it for the out. So that brings up Bill Scourin, who is 0 for 3. And Scourin comes up with one out now, coming after the first four men hit safely. And Norm Seaborn at first base. The outfield is deep for Scourin, who had a home run for New York in yesterday's game. Burdett ready. Here's the pitch. And it's over in the inside corner for a call strike. Strike one to uh, Bill Scourin. He is fly to center, struck out, and grounded out. Burdett back to the rosin bag. We're in the ninth inning of play here in Milwaukee. It's 13-5, the Braves lead. A look toward the runner. The pitch. Scourin swings as a fly ball going to left field. Half goes, backpedaling. He's near the center path. He has it there for the out. There are two away. And Bobby Richardson is at the plate. So Bobby Richardson is now coming up. Man on first and two outs. Right-handed batter. Steps in now. Here's the pitch. It's a bunt. In front of the plate, fielded by Crandall, the throw to first, fully out. Beautiful play by the catcher, and there's the ball game. In this ninth inning, the Yankees had three runs, four hits, no errors, and one left. And the uh, final score in the ball game, Milwaukee, 13 runs, 15 hits, one error, New York, Five runs, seven hits, no errors. In just a moment, we'll review the highlights of today's game for you. Hello, I'm Joan Bennett, and I've just had the first permanent ever created for women over 25. It's lotion prom. You and I know that after 25, our hair begins to show age. doesn't have the life, the springiness, the bounce it once had. I noticed it. That's why I was so delighted with prom. The new permanent especially created for us, for women over 25. Prom has a brand new waving lotion that neutralizes naturally. Prom uses no chemical neutralizer. That's why you get a new kind of curl. A curl that swirls at the crown, curls at the end. It's the liveliest, springiest, longest-lasting curl you've ever known. Makes your hair look years younger. Do as I do. Use Lotion Prom, the new permanent especially created for women over 25. Well, it was too much first inning for Casey Stengel's New York Yankees as the Braves exploded against three. Yankee pitchers Bob Turley, Duke Massa replaced him after Turley had managed only one out, and then Johnny Cooks finally came in to put out the fire as Milwaukee sent up ten hitters, 
and came up with seven runs on five base hits, including a leadoff home run by Billy Bruton, who now in this 1958 World Series has four hits and six times at bat. The crowning blow was a three-run home run by the pitcher himself, Lou Burnett, who turns back the New York Yankees for the fourth consecutive time. His record against New York last year was three wins and no defeats as he beat the Yankees 4-2 to two in the second game, 1-0 in the fifth game, and 5-0 in the seventh game. And this afternoon's final score, Milwaukee 13 and the Yankees 5. So now we move on to Yankee Stadium where the New York Yankees will have it right on the line as these Milwaukee Braves have taken the first two games of the series. Go in there now and they have to win two out of the remaining five while the New York Yankees must win four of the remaining fives to win this 58 series. Casey Stengel has named right-hander Don Larson. Manager Fred Haney of the uh, Milwaukee Braves has not named his starter. He said his starter will be known tomorrow around 1.30 after the workout at Yankee Stadium in New York. It'll come probably for one of the three, Bob Rush, Carl Willie, or the left-hander Juan Pizarro. So far, the shining star in this series is the center fielder Billy Bruton, who, as I mentioned, has had four base hits and six times at bat. He won yesterday's ball game with a base hit in the last half of the tenth inning, beating the Yankees four to three, and came through with three hits and four trips this afternoon. So that's it. The final score: Milwaukee 13 and the New York Yankees five. This broadcast is authorized under broadcasting rights granted by the Commissioner of Baseball, solely for the entertainment of our listening audience, and any publication, rebroadcast, or other use of the descriptions and accounts of this game without the express consent of the Commissioner is prohibited. Well, tomorrow is traveling day with both teams heading east for Yankee Stadium. But your Gillette Cavalcade of Sports carries on. At 10 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time, we'll bring you the heavyweight fight between... Tony Anthony and Archie McBride direct from the Coliseum in Baltimore, Maryland over most of these same stations. And again on Saturday, the third game of the World Series from Yankee Stadium in New York. While we have the opportunity, our thanks to our NBC engineer, George Wilson, to statistician Herb Heft, and this broadcast was produced by NBC sports editor Paul Jonas. Now, on behalf of Bob Wolf, this is Earl Gillespie saying, smooth sailing, smooth shaving, and good afternoon for your host, the Gillette Safety Razor Company.